Welcome to the Paper Dungeon Podcast. In today's episode, meeting up with Leshka and Ladna, the party puts a plan into action to fight against the dragons who have been chasing Leshka. After Abanthi and Edward worked together to help Leshka recover from his crazed state. Will the battle mark a turn in the fight against Clovar? Find out in this episode of The Paper Dungeon. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Paper Dungeon. Tonight's going to be episode 30, which, if I remember correctly, is our 100th Our episode? 100th episode! Oh my goodness, DJ! I'm, I'm changing the title. Yo! Oh, wait, oh. today is our 100th episode? It is. The 100th episode of this game. At the very end, where nobody will see it. Congratulations, everybody. We are awesome. But, thank you so much for being here. We're super excited to share this with you guys. We do have... A big fight to get through. So we're gonna go ahead and start with some of our announcements. Drew is busy changing the uh, changing the stream, so we'll start with Aaron. I don't start with Aaron very often. It's true you don't, and I'm caught completely unprepared. What's up, everybody? Uh, just to know, uh, we have a website, www.thepaperdungeon.com. On that website, we have a merch store. You can buy merch that has our logo and other fun things on it. It's good stuff. It helps support us. It's great. Uh, speaking of things that help support us and are great, we also have a Discord where you can join other like-minded Dungeoneers who enjoy watching the show and Dungeons the Dragons and all sorts of fun stuff like that. You can post recipes, you can form Dungeons the Dragons groups, you can do all sorts of things on there as long as they are permitted by the rules. Uh, and it's it's just a really great place to hang out, say good morning. It's been a little bit slow. Uh, I, I think that uh, I have slept three hours in the past seven days. So... You know, That's I've impressive. been pretty busy. It's hard to keep up with stuff. Uh, but uh, if all goes well, we should be back up and kicking, hopefully, in the next uh, couple of months in terms of uh, everything that we're doing. So back to you, DJ. Thank you very much, Aaron. Also, get some sleep. Not well. Why, why do you think I, I took a nap before stream today? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Good. Uh, Grant, you have our next announcement. Hello, Dungeoneers. How is everybody doing today? If you're listening on podcast, thank you for lending us your ears. If you could, just touch that follow button. It would help so much. If you're watching on YouTube, this is my real voice. And <laughs> I'm very glad you're watching us. Please click that like button. Subscribe, the whole deal. If you're watching on Twitch on Monday nights, which all of you should try to do at least once, you can use Amazon Prime to subscribe for free. It helps us and it helps you. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Grant. And last but not least is Mr. Andrew McKillops. Hello, friends. Uh, thank you as Grant said, for being here on Twitch with us. If you like what you see here, check us out on our other platforms of the social meet. Uh, being, social meets. Being YouTube Shorts, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, not Facebook. Uh, also, if you want to support us, uh, aside from just sharing us with your lovely friends, uh, you, you can do that in many ways. You can, you can donate on Twitch, uh, you can uh, give us money on Ko-Fi, or or the real way to do it is to support us on Patreon. There, you uh, can also get uh, some extra content on the side, uh, so you can look forward to that. Uh, otherwise, just you know, share us with your friends. Uh, we love meeting new people and getting to to share our story with with other lovely TTRPG 
players. Back that to you, DM. Always, that acronym always messes me up. TTRPG. I'm like, Tabletop RPG. Tabletop RPG. I know. Yes. Also, you said social meat. I definitely thought of that scene in Baby Driver where they meet the butcher who like has all the different cuts of meats and it's all different types of guns. I and just thought of a potluck. That's also a great example. You know, that works fantastic too. I'm uh, making a poll. Do you know what DJ is talking about? Yes, no. If you've so seen we'll the see movie the Baby Driver, think. you know exactly what I'm talking about. Also, it's a fun, fantastic movie. It's a little skewed morally, but it's a fun, fantastic movie. Nonetheless, also... One last thing, just for the sake of a brevity. I was the first one here. I typed in first, okay? I typed in the chat. I won. I beat all you guys. And then we had to restart the three, the stream three times. So, I'm sorry to say did that. Did you say... I don't, uh, I don't see any evidence of that. So. You know, did you I, say for the sake of brevity and then go on a tangent? No. Yeah, that's what I did. Brevity. Oh, Great. Did you, did you purposely say brevity? A brevity? Uh, wait. It it doesn't, it's, I don't, I don't, I think it's brevity. It's, I think you're wrong. It, no, no, no you're brevity, of, concise and exact use of words, writer speech, B-R-E-V-I-T-R. A brevity, I don't even know if that's a word. A brevity isn't a word. I was just thinking for the sake of brevity. Well, we're both wrong, Drew. You know, just there's no B at all. Man, are we just well? well at least you know you it would make sense that the two brothers got it wrong because you I've know. just been confused as to what's happened for the past like twenty minutes. Absolutely, this is going to be a great one hundred episode. People like five. Or <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I don't think we have any other announcements. Am I correct? I sure don't have any. The answer is yes. I am correct. Happy one hundredth so- <laughs> episode. Thank you guys so much for being here for the 100th episode. Let's go ahead and get started with that episode. Drew, roll the clip. Welcome to Nico Muris, a world of lost legend and forgotten lore. As the world, still recovering from the decimation of the trial, approaches the turn of the century, ancient evil returns with a lust for darkness and ruin. Follow us into a planar conspiracy as powers beyond your imagination plot the downfall of all that is right and good. Three years have passed since our heroes fought a war to reclaim a fallen land. Now, they must once again take up arms and write a new story, a tale of glory, fear, and fortune, as they make their way through the Paper Dungeon. That was all right. I was panicking for a second. I didn't realize we we're so close to trying to strike. All can, right. That would be yeah. all, right. all right. DJ panicking. Just is aggressively <laughs> higher pitched. <laughs> it's, it's like when you, you begin a statement all and you realize right. it needs to be a question at the end. So then you're just like, <laughs> you just go up and pitch towards <laughs> the end. Right? Yeah. right? So, it's our new intro. Our previous episodes. 
our party has been uh, on the move. They have been traveling across the plains to warn the different sacrifices, the six different sacrifices for the six truths that they are going to be hunted, and they are being hunted soon. Uh, you guys sure. first met with Miriam Azima. You then made your way to uh, to Sigil to try and warn Marcus Steele, uh, only to find out that he wasn't there currently and that the ship would take a little while to get in. So you then made your way over to Yisgard to warn uh, Okaro Okaso. You then returned to Sigil, only to discover that the ship that Marcus Steele was on had been raided by the enemy and Marcus Steele had been kidnapped. So you were not able to warn him. What you going to do? You then returned to the material plane to warn um, the... I got to remember all the sacrifices. You got to... Well, uh, so we, we next went to... To the druid, uh, yep, uh, yep, which is a chorus, uh, a chorus, Yep, he helped you guys out with a little bit of planning, with some wisdom. Finally, you made your way druid. to Lorelai Adrian, um, Just to warn her. She was a witch. She is a witch. She's what awesome. a babe. We love her. She's it was crazy. it was a questionable interaction between I know, my and... favorite type of interactions. <laughs> Honestly, I I drew as as like as a character. I actually really like her. She's really awesome. She's really dope. She just knows what she <laughs> wants. She's wearing, so she wearing a lab coat. Look, there is, is there is nothing better than someone with power who knows what they want, right? Right. <laughs> it is better. I need they to take know. care of business. And then Why obviously she for wearing those, a lab coat. The the math nerds know she was not. Uh, for the math her. nerds, Zood's Thrym, the sixth sacrifice. They did not need to warn as he has betrayed everybody else and what is working with the enemy. Also, thank you, Grant, for uh, 27 months. Oh, oh you're welcome. Grant. Well done. Yeah. After that, you guys decided that uh, part of Oscorus's advice would should be heeded, which is potentially to go on the offensive, either to go after whoever was in charge of hunting the sacrifices themselves or one step further and whoever was in charge of hunting the rod as without the rod nothing works uh there's no point in sacrificing things and you obviously can't control the six truths even if you were to release them uh and so you decide that that would be the best point of attack Knowing this, you got in contact with Leshka to see how he's doing since he's been on the run, uh, protecting one of the parts of the rod. And you discover that he's been being hunted by dragons. Woo! Like that Rikorum, the king of the dragons, has been put in charge of retrieving the different parts of the rod. And so you teleported to uh, Leshka. It took like four teleportation spells. It was awesome. It was great. Only only three. Yeah, he can't do four. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Boys only three. Uh, before you found Leshka, found him in a cave. Uh, he was a little deranged, um, having recently leveled up a little bit, got an exposure to the infinite magnitude of the weave. Also, being hunted like a dog for like four weeks straight does things to your mind. Yeah, it's a little you know? difficult. You go into survival mode. Yeah, uh, and if you include like the the extra two months before that when he was just protecting the rod, bro. Man's been broken a little bit. Um, and so you guys left off having met Leshka, having re-met with Lada in the cave. And you guys are now going to create a plan. The five, the four, five of you guys are uh, going to make a plan two, three, to face four, five, the dragon. Six. Seven if you include Grandma Dragon. 
because there's because there's, there's 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 four yeah, so then, yeah 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 plus Kiamor, Lada, Dragon. Grandma I'm so Dragon. glad Grandma Dragon is helping us. It was right. my turn to forget Kiamor. Oh yeah. I All right. Remember. So we're gonna pick up right there with you guys deciding what it is you want to do. We'll say it's starting to get dark. You guys have a little flicker of a flame in the very back of the tunnel uh, to keep yourselves warm. And you guys are going to be making a plan. Great. Kiamor uh, speaks up. Awkward silence. So, um, what's the plan? I know we're here. We're going to help Leshka, but like... By the way, want... as of right now, Leshka is just in the very back of the cave, like in the darkness, just eyes glowing as he's like like, like running back and forth, like muttering to himself. Yeah. <laughs> Abanthi is attempting to, to deal slash corral with that <laughs> edward is side-eyeing leshka and just making sure he doesn't try anything because after he crawled towards him on all fours edwards uh, thinks he's a little bit unstable so he'll 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 make sure that leshka doesn't what, try anything what makes you say that grant oh you know um uh, he's just not in the right way is, is what i how i put it um right well anyway but abanthi uh when you were talking to, to, to Grandmother Dragon, she, she said she would be willing to help us in this fight. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well. Oh, there. Calm down. All right. I'm going to need you to focus. I'm going to need you to focus up. I'm going to need you to experience it. All the things. And I'm just going to I'm just gonna keep trying to like coach, <laughs> coach him through returning to sanity. Uh, right. Um, well, Cather uh, turning to Kiamor, uh, Edward, and and the rest. It's like, well, I mean, it'd be, I mean, hopefully, Tavut can find us here soon, and and it can help create a plan. Uh, Cather turns to Leshka, and he's just like, "No, you don't get it, Abathy. You see, the weave, the winds on the weave. They've been speaking to me recently." Right. So, Lada, hi. Um, yes. The, these dragons have been chasing you and Leshka. Yeah. Have, um, do you know, like, how many dragons, who they are, color, dra what colors they are of dragons, all that jazz? Uh, there have been four, primarily. Um, okay, okay. There's, uh, Enduskfell, who, uh, oh, I nice. believe, that guy. was one of, the, he was the green dragon who, yes. uh, aided... Uh, Varim Raisir, who's uh, the other. Him first. Yeah, yeah. He's the Sapphire Dragon, the Prince of the Dragons. Those two, I believe, helped raid the um, Scholar's Guide. So it's those two, along with uh, Ometh. She's a Red Dragon. And the one to most fear is Emra, who is uh, a uh, an ancient uh, amethyst dragon. Some of them have uh, displayed potency with magic as well, which is difficult to deal with. And, We're just going to hope okay. that Grandma takes care of Embra, and then we can have the other three. That's probably a good plan. Kiamor will speak up. I think, I mean, I guess I don't actually know uh, this grandmother, but I would imagine she would be willing to do that, right? Well, supposedly, before um, what's his bucket took took the reins and became king king of the dragons. What was, his name? what was his name? Rekorum. 
Rakorum. Rakorum is the dad. What? And the, what's the name of the son again? I'm sorry. There's so many dragons. Varim Raisir. Yes, Varim. Yes. Thank you. Wait. No, I thought Rice. I thought Raisir was was the the helper. No, that's in Duskfell. Oh, in Duskfell. Oh, he's not here. Is is in <laughs> no, he is here. Not a prince. Oh wait. What? Both of, both of them are wait, here. Wait. There's did I get all the Did I get all these names wrong? For this, there's four dragons. There's Enduskfell, who's green. the green dragon, yeah. who is a a mentor slash aide to Varim Rysir, who's the second He's dragon. A sapphire. He's a sapphire dragon. Oh. I see. Varim I Rysir thought is one dragon. I thought Enduskfell was the prince, and Rysir was the was the helper. It's no, a common mistake because one of them is clearly more more capable than the other. I thought and, and Duskfell was a green sapphire dragon prince. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. <laughs> you then have Ometh, right. who's a red dragon. Right, yes. And, okay, and okay. Emra. Okay, so Catherine then again looks to Leshka. He's like, I'm not super brushed up on my um, all of my dragon history, but green dragons are known for their poison, right? Or something like that, right? And then red is fire. I don't really know anything about sapphire amethyst dragons. If I'm being honest, we we haven't seen I haven't seen sapphire a lot of those. dragons. Do a lot of like psychic stuff. Oh, um, interesting. And, As I uh, look to Leshiga again, <laughs> and uh, amethyst dragons do a little bit with um, like gravitergy. They're like little little oh. gravity boys. Great. Love so we definitely need that. the um at minimum we hope that uh, grandmother can stop Emra and then we'll deal with the other three and then if she's still having trouble or if we're still having trouble, hopefully one of us will finish before the other one. <laughs> we can we can help each other out. And then I would like join. to mention if I may, if I may, just so we all understand each other's abilities, you are all talking as if this is just going to happen a certain way and we're going to win. And I love that. Great confidence. I would like to point out <laughs> that I have been in less dragon fights than maybe everyone else here, I think. Well, Edward, we've, Edward, true. Edward, all of the dragon fights I've been in, you were the... Well, actually, that's not true. That's, that's not, not actually, true. Melora, Track, and I did, did kill a, a black dragon. I, I faced down maybe that, a couple smaller dragon. dragons. I just I just had to throw that out there. Yes. So if there is a, wink, a weak link in our group, it's probably me. I so, would disagree so with you that. Know. You have magic. I would say that it's probably Lada, if we're being honest. I will admit, of I say of you, I'm not as Avanthi. Yeah, yeah. That's Lada rude. is definitely the weak link as she's like a fifth level cleric. Um, right, yeah, no, Lada... Lada, Lada like, is going to stick around and then go, hey, you need some help? Here you go. Yeah, she, Lada's going to be the, the medic. Yeah. Right. She'll have the Scooby snacks in her it's, back pocket. It's like right? when you when you respawn your teammate in Apex and they just kind of hide and hope that you get down and they move on to someone else so you can run over and revive Yeah, exactly, them exactly. Yeah. Oh my right. gosh, is Lada maining Lifeline right now? Yes, yes absolutely. 100%. Right. Uh, Leshka, buddy. Yeah. Yes, Catherine. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. So... So uh, Catherine just sl very slowly approaches, as if like approaching like just, like some wild dog. Just kind of kneels down next to him. It's like, okay, buddy, um, how about we get some sleep? It's getting late. We have to wait for for Tavut. <laughs> no, you don't understand, Catherine. Catherine, I can, I 
could see it. I'm so close. The names. The voices on the wind. They're speaking to me. They're, they're trying to warn me. Or, or, or share something with me. I'm so close. I'm so close. Can't you see it? As he points to the wall, we... he's like, there's like arcane runes everywhere. I, uh, I, I, we all I look at the nothing. wrong wall. <laughs> <laughs> I put a hand on uh, on uh, uh, Cather's shoulder and, and I do the like cautious, angry dog pose where you're like, whoa there, buddy. Um, <laughs> and I'll say, um, I'll see what I can do to get him in fighting shape. We might need to do a little bit of, of vocal therapy uh look once you hit a certain level of magic things start to get pretty crazy so we're just going to we're going to try i'm going to try to coach him through it and hopefully by the time that we have to fight he is going to be a crazy person with a focus directive right do you have any idea like like is this common well, hitting hitting the ninth circle is not easy by any means. It certainly isn't common among mages. Once you do hit the ninth circle, that's when you start to be become uh, to be able to know for sure that the weave is there. Like most people can't actually perceive it. Uh-huh. Um, once you start to, it, it's like imagine if all of a sudden you opened your eyes and there were little things that have always been around you and every once in a while they poke you in the eye <laughs> and, but and and every single time that your eye has itched that's been what it's been but you just couldn't see them and then suddenly you could but you can't touch it you just know that they're there now and no one believes you okay right that's what the ninth circle of magic is he just Catherine just gives a side glance to the last guy's like <laughs> 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 he's like scratching in the he's, stone and sometimes you can't see it sometimes you can you can hear it or you can feel it you can smell it um i know someone who could taste magic they were the worst chef i've ever met but something about their food so, spoke to you so so like this is so it's like how like you have talked about how you can you could like see the weed yes i got lucky because i was born with this uh-huh um which, which means that when I hit this, the ninth circle, it was not quite as bad. It just became clearer for me. Uh-huh. Um, but for someone who up until now has been relying on on magic that they probably don't even fully understand as to why or how it works, uh-huh. it kind of hits them out of like a runaway carriage. Uh-huh. And, then and it's just bad. So, so like, he, like, Cather, like, leans in, like, can he actually, like, hear voices or, like... I can't, I am, um, peering isn't my thing. That's probably an Edward question. <laughs> hey, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Edward, could, could you go mm-hmm. over here for a second? Yes, Cather. Uh, okay. That's he, a like, good idea. This is good He training. hesitantly walks this is, this is closer good. to Leshka. Just like hand on his hilt. <laughs> so, so, okay. So, yes, Edward. Cather. So, so Abathy's trying to help me understand what might be going on with Leshka because I have no idea. Um, okay. Wh- when you, because I know, I know you and Abathy have had conversations about the weave, and he's and he's talked about you being able to like as a bard, like you're really good at like hearing the weave or something, right? Well, I I suppose you could say it that way. Like Abathy's actually the one that put it that way. He kind of put to words what I've experienced. Uh-huh. Here's what it's like, Cather. Uh-huh. 
Have you ever... Remember those elves that were surfing way back when? Oh, you mean when we, we almost were in died the, middle the first of the time ocean. we went to the Feywild? Yes, that was the first time I've ever seen somebody surfed. However, the way they maneuvered on the waves was incredible. It uh -huh. was as if they didn't even have to think about it. Uh -huh. They knew the way the waves were going to go just because they're so familiar with it. It's like a second language, but it's physical. Uh -huh. In a way, that's kind of how I feel magic and music interacts. It's like when music happens, it kind of just works in a particular way with magic, and they just kind of work together. It, it takes a lot of practice, but that's how I experience it. That's why I use music, because it just feels like they work together hand in hand, even though they're entirely different. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And I would say that I guess the potential of magic would be all around us, because music can happen at any moment. So theoretically, the weave is always accessible, and I don't experience anything poking me in the eye or anything like Abanthe is saying. But in a way, it is always with you, even with a song. You could invoke right. the weave, I suppose. Well, that's how I understand it, anyways. I mean, We're getting close. I mean, the, I mean, I, I mean, I have certain ways of helping, like negates, like, like curses or like badness. Do you think that would do anything to help him? Doubtful. As I said, I'm I'm going to try to work through uh, Edward. This would actually be a very good opportunity. Um, you you may be able to learn something from this. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, Let us arcane users. You can yeah, go. I was gonna say, sleep with I'm your. Gonna, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Moore and I are gonna like magic. like keep watch and and yeah, like we're gonna yeah, go. go, over, go we're gonna go over here now. Shirtless or something. I don't know. Right. Okay. Do do uh, your muscle things. I I I put a hand on on Edward and and Abby's shoulders and just say, good luck. As I turn around and and. and Quickly, kind of. Giamora hands you your sword um, while holding his uh, three-part staff, and you guys exit the cave to go do a little bit of training outside, a little bit of sparring. Yeah, I think Abinthi, I think Abinthi and Edward are like facing the mouth of the cave, and Lashka's behind them, and then they both just turn around <laughs> to look at Lashka. I want to know what he's, he's doing. Just... I want to know what he's doing, Drew. His, tongue, his, tongue, is, his, his tongue is like sticking out. Like it, his eyes are going like two different directions, like looking at different sets of runes that he's carved into by the mountain. By this time, Leshka has found himself upside down, hanging by his claws from the ceiling, and yes. he's now drawing on the wall upside down. Yes, hundred percent. Abinthi uh, and Edward turn around and then look up. <laughs> There's like rocks falling. And yeah, stuff. That's just like little pebbles. Uh, I'm I'm going to say, Leshka, Leshka, I'm going to need you down here now. <laughs> Like yeah, yeah, he yeah, just yeah, drops. It's like a cat. He just lands on his feet. I'm going to drop into uh, into a lotus position. <clears throat> um, uh, I'm just saying, Edward, join me on the ground. Okay, it's a little dirty, but I I suppose <laughs> it's, it's a cave. You get used to it. Um, There's spiders in here. I'm going to need you, I'm gonna need your full attention. You too. I'm going to need your full attention on me. I'm going to need you to follow Leshka. Leshka, focus up. Eyes forward, yeah, right on me. That's fine. If you don't blink, that's okay. You have a second island. You're a lizard. He's like sweating as his eyes shake while he's looking at what yeah. happened. All right, all right. What I'm going to ask both of you to do right now is I'm going to ask you. We're going to do a bit of meditation, a little bit of meditation. 
We're going to see if we can, we can pull everything together right now, all right? I'm going to need you to focus your gaze inward. I'm going to need you to find the core of your power, the core of your being. I'm going to need you to visualize it, all right? Now, I don't know what you're going to visualize it as. For me, I visualize a drop spindle. Um, or a way of uh, winding uh, yarn and, and, and tightening threads. Because what I'm going to ask you to do is I'm going to want you to take and I'm going to gather in every single piece of that magic, that magic that is, that is within you and around you. I'm going to need you to compress it. And slowly as we breathe every single breath out, you're going to let go a little. And then every single breath in, you're going to compress it a little bit more, a little bit more. You're just going to, you're going to focus, you're going to calm it, you're going to compress it, all right? All right? And then we'll get to the next step once I think that you guys are doing all right. All right, you got that, Leshka? You got that? Is everyone clear? Everyone um, clear? Uh, so, Avanti, you, you do see, like, Leshka after a moment, like, he does, like, come into, like, a pseudo crisscross applesauce. Yeah. And like, like calms down just a like a like yeah, a little yeah, there bit. We go. Um, yeah, yeah. Lotta pulls her hand off of Leshka's back as she finished casting calm emotions. <laughs> yeah, you notice Edward is a little more tense than he was before. Lotta <laughs> goes over to Edward and casts calm emotions. <laughs> That's There's right. A pool, a pool of water starts starts <laughs> oh, collecting around no. Edward. Grant, Edward, Edward has so much potential and you make him pee himself. I'm sorry, he doesn't pee himself. I just, I couldn't help it. Couldn't help the joke. To clarify, Edward doesn't pee himself. Thank goodness. <laughs> all right, okay. deep breath, I'll, all right? I'll do my best. If closing your eyes helps, you can close your eyes, close your mouth. Sometimes that helps. All right. Edward watches to see if Lester closes right. his eyes first. And so I'm going to, I'm just going to be coaching you through this as we go and 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 once i see that you have found your power and you are beginning to condense it and you might move on to another step we're going to what, what the purpose of this is is we are going to help you understand and connect to the weave so we're going to help you attempt to realize it in a way that is understandable for your very mortal minds to comprehend. <laughs> so think of something, this, right? think absolutely, think of something normal to you. Perhaps you envision your power as a verse, an ever-changing line of song or rhythm. Perhaps, Leshka, I don't know, perhaps you imagine it as lines of text or, or runes or, or some strange mental exercise that you have done in your spare time. Something along those lines. We're just going to, we're going to focus that, we're going to compress it, we're going to continue it, all right? All right, so I'm going to need everyone to focus up here. We're going to breathe in for seven counts and then breathe out for seven counts. All right, we're just these, going to do that. <laughs> during these seven counts, I am curious, Grant, what does Edward envision as his focus point? I think it'll, I think it'll be hard for him to vision something for a little while, it'll take a little bit of time before he lands on something because he doesn't really visualize. He hears things. Mm -hmm. And I think eventually he'll think of things that are like active within nature. For example, like the swaying of some trees, right? And the way some flower petals might fly, blow through the breeze. And every single one of these things he envisions 
actually correlates with a feeling or song of sorts with some form of sound, right? The waves have a song. The trees have a song. The flowers in the field have a song. And I think he will just begin to allow himself to envision these things. And then as Abinthi said, he'll do his best to collect those things as if he has like some kind of like, uh, like bag or something mm -hmm. that he can keep them or like some kind of ordained chest within himself where he can kind of like, oh, I found another one. Let's keep that one and remember it. I think that'll be kind of the sort of thing he's trying to do. Mm -hmm. Trying to discover all of these different ways that music interacts with the world, I guess. Absolutely. As you do, Edward, uh, envision more of the music of nature. Uh, Abinthi, Leshka, those two being ones that, especially for you, Abinthi, uh, being one who is visual with the weave, you begin to see these uh, spectral ferns just ever so slightly, not actually in existence, but kind of sprout around you and within the weave itself as Edward begins to connect and hear the nature, the sounds of nature. Uh, Leshka, you can hear ever so slightly since you're in tune with both a little bit. You can hear the swaying of the trees, uh, the creaking of the wood beneath the wind. Uh, I'll throw in like also the gentle murmur of a town's marketplace, like just things you'd find in everyday life kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe even the sounds of war, like everything's kind of involved here. Yeah. And you also can see the gentle breeze in the ferns and small plants around you. If I, if I may inter interject here for Leshka, uh, as, as, Abinthi, you begin to get him to calm down a little bit. Um, both of you actually begin to see um, uh, like echoes, like replays uh, of both of both the things that Abinthi and Edward are imagining, like replayed back at them. Uh, f like from Leshka, as if he's, like, f as if as if he himself is 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 looking into both your guys' mind and like grabbing those those same feelings and thoughts and and pushing them back out, um, and and as as he begins continues to begin to meditate, you those those voices, those memories, those thoughts begin to increase and become rapid and begin to feedback on themselves as you also begin to hear shouts and screams and voices of people from all like from towns and other places around the world screaming yelling laughter before eventually in a huge cacophonous burst uh i'm, I, I'm gonna need you guys both to make uh saving throws please <laughs> What saving throw? What 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 kind uh, of saving throw? Like what I have a question. Intelligence am, saving throws. Am I am I able to tell that a spell's coming? Um I would say in this moment it's less that he's casting a spell and it's more that since a he's a sorcerer, there's occur. kind of a, a burst of arcane energy that explodes in this mm -hmm. form. Yeah, what type of save? Intelligence. Intelligence. Very well. Wait, this is crazy. 
Well, something to keep in mind, Grant, that I'm sure you probably aren't aware of is that Leshka is a... Um, He's an aberrant uh, mind sorcerer. Yeah, so he does psychic does stuff. Mean? Yeah, so oh, like, so like he so can, if you recall, like when you first that's met so him, sick. like he kept speaking into people's minds individually. Like he can, mm-hmm. he can just talk to people telepathically and do a lot of a lot of his and a lot of his easiest forms of magic that he can do are, are more mental stuff. So he's like projecting a really intense arcane experience kind of thing. Yeah, basically, it's like bubbling ba- up out like, of him. Like you, you guys, you guys are gaining a window mm-hmm. into what's currently happening in his mind. That's I real a, cool. I have a question. Yeah. Um, because I, I got a, I got a 33 on the save. Nice. Okay. Um, actually, is it a 33, 15 plus 13 is 28 plus an additional five. Yeah, that's 33. Um, oh, I actually have advantage because I'm, I have a cloak. Okay. No, it's worse. Um, am I able with my 33 to help cushion, uh, Edward? Like, <laughs> can I just like bubble the, the like arcane surge? Uh, yeah, like a a little, a area. Absolutely. I did roll a nine. No oh boy. So I don't know. Does that give me advantage or <laughs> no? I um sure. Roll yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Uh, Grant, go ahead. You have advantage on the save now. Okay. That's much better. That's a seventeen. I, I we'll see if um we'll see if that's enough. I'm assuming so. Um. <laughs> okay. So. DM, I don't know what save we would be going off of. My Leshka's current save is a 19 for his spells. Yep, that's what we would be going um, off of. Let's go. I wanted to see it anyways. Um so Leshka hurt my brain with your so magic. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm 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 somewhat improving here, DM, so let me know if anything I do or say is not okay. Uh okay. as this as this, explodes. Oh. as this as this kind of this burst oh. of psychic energy unleashes uh, both <gasps> you, Edward, and Abanthi, um, feel this immense rush of psychic energy f- wash over both of you. Um, and I don't know. Do we care about damage? I don't really care about damage. Um, no, nah, we don't care about damage. But as you guys like feel this wash of, of of psychic energy, you actually open your eyes, and in the cave around you, everything is dark and instead of the cave walls, you see the structure of the cave and all the people still, Lada, even kind of further off in the distance, Cather and and Kimor training, but they're all kind of these spectral arcane images. These these just these wisp of wisps of energy that construct the world around him. And actually standing before you, you see Leshka. And surrounding him, you see these cacophony of voices and and these specters and these images like yelling into his mind and he looks at you both and says ah flesh uh, my friends edward Abathy, it's so great to see both of you here it's where are we what are we in some are we in the astral plane no no um i well it seems to be we're still where we were however this is my mind as of late I'm gonna have everybody go ahead and roll initiative for this. Actually, oh, okay. Oh, initiative. I did not plan for this. Plane space. Oh, this is I'm me see, just I'm making stuff it. up on the fly that I, I mean think is cool. The ethereal. Are we to help the ethereal expand what's going plane. on with? with no, you're not in a plane of existence. You are inside Leshka's mind. Um, we're fighting in Leshka's mind. It's like that SpongeBob it's, episode. <laughs> 
inside my mind. I, I am like glad that both you guys are here, though, because this perhaps helps me better explain what's been going on as of late. You see, pretty much once Edward Abathy, once you guys left to go confront uh, uh, Wisteria Vale and her friends, and I continue to be on the run, uh, protect, trying to protect the rod, and then eventually leave with the rod. Not too long after that, I felt my magical awareness begin to expand. Abanthi, as you stated it just finally earlier, I've, I found myself reaching the ninth circle. However, with that, the voices that I could tap into purposely, ever since I was first studied magic, began to speak louder into me as if they're trying to attack me, warn me, help me, hurt me. And it says, uh, I will admit, has made me gonna go a little crazy as of late. Um, I hadn't noticed. <laughs> <laughs> 25 um, 20. However, I am not sure how exactly we are here right now. 27, sorry. Dirty 20 on, for me. Three! I mean, I, mean, I have a mind. couple of guesses, but, but yes. So, so what's, where are we? You're, we're, Our physical why forms is it... are exactly where they have been. Yes. Our mental energies are now, I've, I don't know if we're contained within his mind or if we are simply viewing what he is viewing from our own perspectives. I have two questions. Yes. One. And this is primarily from Edward's perspective, but if it's everybody's, then that's cool. One, do different people have different auras or like wispy vibes? Mm -hmm. And two, is there any self like perspective of like how Edward's wispy vibes look to Edward? You know what I mean? Like, can you look at his arms and see something weird and wacky? So, or is everybody kind of the same kind of amalgamation of like energy or whatever? Much as when Abanthi described seeing what you guys see in the time stop and with the different um, ninth level spells like that, you have these um, kind of images about that take on a form that like physically show your character and their burdens and their attributes and their aspects and stuff like that. So like he mentioned with Cather, like Cather has this massive boulder on his shoulders, this massive weight that he's carrying with him all the time. Um, with you, Edward, um, he showed, um, try to remember, Aaron, do you remember what you said? For uh, grasping uh, green vines and roots that spread through you, your eyes and mouth bleed golden flames um, and uh, wrapping uh, almost as, as though it was skin is, is uh, kind of a, a, almost a velvet textured, a purple fabric of sorts yeah. um, that shows royalty and regalness, um, while uh, a deep core of green energy and and purple flame runs within you, and and golden fire leaks as a sign of the power from your face. <gasps> you look over at Abanthi, and actually, Aaron, how would you describe what Abanthi looks like? Uh, Abanthi is hard to look at, <laughs> um, uh, specifically, like. Physical form is is not really there. Like while you can make out, like because of the the wrappings of the like purple on Edward and stuff, like you can tell he has a physical form. Uh, 
Abanthe just kind of looks like a pyre of infinitely changing fire. The only thing that clearly defines that this is a purpin, a, a purpin, a, a person, is that he has like piercing white light where his eyes would be. So other than that, he's just a column of flames that like blow constantly and shift within the air. And as they trail off instead of smoke, it's just an endlessly stretching number of threads and fabric that trails into the distance farther than you can see. Wow. I'd also imagine like when we look at these people, I don't know, for some reason in my head, it's like we are familiar with them where we're like oh, oh yeah. yeah of course that's abanthe i'm yeah. like know this but we've mm -hmm. never seen this before you know Absolutely. what i mean yeah or it's like oh of course that's abanthe i know him i've seen him but like we've never seen this before you know it's mm -hmm. i feel like that would be a strange experience now and recognizing this uh you look to leshka and you can see that leshka has a somewhat uh, form to him you know he he looks like his self except that there's no defining details what he's made up of is thousands of thousands of these strands of thoughts um, that are written down in text that embody him and they constantly shift almost like he's made out of dialogue and conversations and mm -hmm. history and pages you see little scraps of paper that kind of come up and through this flowing form of him uh, and what you see is the ghosts that kind of surround him that are tormenting him are part of him they're coming off of him and then haunting by his ears and moving around and you'll see these little glimmers of paper that shoot out and then like fly into his face to block his vision uh, and do all this type of stuff it's very difficult and distracting to deal with and think properly being constantly yelled at and blocked and blocking your vision basically is what you see for leshka so the purpose of this exercise, Leshka, was for you to take that, which is clearly a, a, a problem for you right now. Take it, find it, find a way to turn it into a manageable aspect and then bind it and compress it into something that is useful rather than just problematic. Like I could, Edward, for instance, if you were to ever hit the ninth circle, something similar may happen to you, where perhaps uh, the vines and, and growing energy that contains within you overflows to the point where it binds your physical form, or it halts your tongue, or blocks your vision. What we want is for you to know that know what it is so that way if you ever are to uh, encompass that uh, that you can control but leshka here is struggling because he's never fully understood up to this point what all of this is yes i will say your your book on uh i've I finished your book recently actually uh of string theory 101 quite enlightening yes. um although i fear i fear it feels like it's missing something you know Yes, oh, I, I have been meaning to make a volume two. There's a lot of things that I figured out. Um, and, and, you know, it's it's outdated. I really, but you're like, when I wouldn't want to have the time, right? Right. Anyway, about these voices, though. Oh, I just sense of, something is on its way. Uh, Abinthe, you sense this as Catherine Kiyomura, they walk back into the, uh, to the cave to see Lada, like, like trying to manage the convulsing <laughs> bodies on the ground as you guys are definitely having seizures on the ground. Abadi is just perfectly still. He's like, his body's like, yeah, I'm used to it by now. <laughs> <laughs>
but back in the in the mental state. All right, so we're going to need to, Leshka. Uh, either you're going to have to do it. We might have to help you, but we got to get this under control, and then we got to get back to our own bodies. All right. Right um, now, do you have any? Do you have any plans? I have. A, I I could maybe give it a shot. I, I can maybe help you guide you through it. Well, um, I I have. I have an idea. I don't know if it would right. work. Hit me with it. You're um, the expert on your own magics. He he kind of like turns and and faces not quite fully away from where Abanthi and and Lesh, uh, Abanthi and Edward are standing, but he kind of like turns, and he he kind of just holds his hands out slightly and just kind of um, tries to close his eyes and focus, and he begins to try to imagine the library. The scholar's mm -hmm, guide mm -hmm, mm -hmm. before it was destroyed by a bunch of dragons. Yeah, and I'm so glad you and I are on the same page. Well, yeah, dude. Honestly, with the description too, word for word, that's what I was thinking. Um, and he begins to imagine the scholar's guide. He imagines all the books and artifacts that over the years he has collected, helped collect, he's viewed, he's studied, and he begins to try and recreate the library around him and his friends. And tries to begin to fill the voices, uh, fill the library with the voices in his head back to the places of knowledge that they belong in the books and in the shelves and in the artifacts. Mm -hmm. You watch as for the for the Abinthi and for Edward for the rest of you. You watch as Leshka turns just to the side, and this space. You begin to hear the echoes of the scholar's guide, the people walking through it, the flipping of pages, the uh, the arcane experiments that were done there, the echoes off the the non-existent walls. As this is an ethereal space, uh, and the scholar's guide is very similarly an ethereal space, and it begins to take shape around you. Abanthi, you watch as Leshka pushes out his being to fill this space before he takes a breath and pulls everything back in. Takes a breath, pulls it all back in, each time getting smaller, expanding out to fill the whole library and then coming back in. And as you do, you watch as his physical form begins to have a, uh, a ledger in front of him. A manuscript. It expands to fill the whole library and then it comes in. And you just see as he does this three, four, five times, uh, you watch as the library gets more and more faint, but the text on the books begins to scribble across the page. Much like how in the library, one of the hidden um, mini libraries in there that you don't have access to yet is guarded by the skull, the uh, scroll sages, these people who have devoted their lives to reading an infinite scroll that at one point, maybe they'll finish it. And once it's finished, they'll have access to the library. This new manuscript that has infinite writings and infinite dialogue and infinite conversations now spreads across and finds itself in Leshka's hands. And Leshka, in your physical body, in the physical world, you now have a little book that has infinite scrawlings that you can use to give you advantage on history checks for things that you know. Yo. As you have a literal 
GPS of I your have mind. A, I have a tome of knowing things. <laughs> but knowing things that you already knew. <laughs> yeah. In the future, this will, in, in 200 years, someone will find this book and they'll be like, ooh, and they'll right. plus two to their intelligence. <laughs> I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep note of that the, for campaign three. Room. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I go find Leshka's grave and grab his book yeah. so I can get smarter. Um, so yeah, uh, Abanthi, Abanthi is like, hey, see that, see that, uh, Edward. This is what I'm talking about. Right? This is what it's all about, baby. <laughs> Edward's shushing Abanthi. Edward shushes Abanthi. As as you look at Abanthi, or as you look at Edward Abanthi, you see that he's listening listening very closely as if he also hears something not quite the voices but he's listening closely for something that's different something that's in the background that he can't quite put his finger on but he seems kind of very involved with that like his mind is turned on to that and nothing else really i just want to point that out paying attention Uh, paying attention by the way i would like to ask Oh. Well, first I'd like to say, Edward is trying, DM, yep. to see if he can hear some kind of song in all of, like, in all of the chaos. Edward realizes, he can't, it's scary. Edward's scared, right? He was very scared at first. But he kind of began to came to and realize, I have a unique opportunity here to actually hear something that I've never mm-hmm. heard before mm-hmm. and understand the weave in a way I never have. So he's specifically listening for some form of song or whatever he can attribute a tune. Okay. As you expand your mind in a similar exercise to that of Leshka, it's difficult since you are not in your own mind. You're actually in Leshka's mind. Um, And so it's not quite the same as if you were to do this exercise within yourself. Um, But... Having three different types of magic cast here and three different types of casters, it is a very interesting experience. Um, You almost hear as like a background music to the events that are going on in this library that's expanding and collapsing into this, this tome and then expanding and collapsing. There's this dramatic, dynamic symphony of instruments and voices uh that clash but work and meld and fall apart all at once and they come and they shift and they flow and there's passion within the music and it almost is overwhelming to try and break down all the individual parts and it would be impossible if it were not for the fact that you are a bard and this is the music that you hear when you cast spells and that you you pull apart to be able to find the different functions, much as like Abanthi pulls on individual threads, you pull through individual instruments and individual lines uh, within the pages of the, the music. Um, and you can hear the symphony of the weave all around you, the background music that constantly thrums in the back of your mind and that everything is in tune with all around you. Um, not enough, since you are in somebody else's mind, it's not enough for you to pull upon, but you do have a new understanding of what it is that you do as a bard and how you access the magic. It's that you, you see 
the individual instruments, the individual parts of the song, and you pull from that to cast your spell. Um, and instead of like pulling on different threads, you pull on different pieces of the song. Vlashka, you see, you see Edward look up at you. He's been looking down, focusing. You, you see Edward turn his like velvety, you know, golden face towards mm -hmm. you, and you see a like smile on his face, like gratitude, and you see golden, molten gold tears streaking down his face, and you just hear him say, Leshka, your mind sounds wonderful. And Edward just sits down cross-legged and closes his eyes and strains, and he listens. As, as he says that, and, and Leshka kind of holds the book in his hands, he looks to his two friends and he says, all right, and he flips open the book and the pages kind of continue to, to, to flutter through, never quite landing on a single page. Physically, and Leshka gets actually smaller here in this realm as the voices that are coming off him and the pages that are coming off him suck into the book. Um, and he like, he literally shrinks down a little bit mm -hmm. to a manageable, like actual person. And, and as he focuses, he begins to, uh, th this is what I'm attempting to do. Uh, Leshka is, is trying to then pull, now, now he's gained a bit of control over his mind again. He's trying to pull and collapse this realm that they, that they are all existing in together in order to allow them to all return to their main bodies and basically just kind of suck this realm back in and yeah. allow them to return. Abanthi will see what he's doing and try to assist by what... um he will he will look for the silver thread that binds the the mm -hmm. soul and mind to the body for each of them and grab a hold of it and like lacing up a corset. He's gonna just pull it tight to try to send the soul back into the yep. body. Absolutely. Yeah, between uh the two uh ninth level wielding sorcerers. Uh, sorcerer you guys, sorcerer yeah, and wizard, not yeah. sorcerers in term of we like prefer the term mages. mage as a blade. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and and, and seventh level bard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get it, boy. <laughs> uh, you guys find yourselves sucking your psychics back into your bodies. Suddenly, for uh, Edward and uh, Leshka, your body con uh, stops convulsing. Uh, and you fall, you have this calm over your body. Uh, it's funny. Uh, when Abanthi's soul gets sucked back into his body, his nose just kind of like wrinkles a little bit <laughs> and he's back, you know? Uh, as, and as, as we all come to, uh, like Leshka, like, like sets up for a moment, like eyes wide open, you're like, <gasps> and then just collapses and, and passes out. <laughs> I, do, I do like to imagine that when you open your eyes, it is just lines of text. Like Absolutely. there's no, there's Absolutely. no eye there. Um, and then you close it and pass out. Yeah. Abadhi will stretch. It's, like, oh, it's so strange to be contained within a physical form once more. You guys, you guys yeah. were like yeah. freaking out. You guys were convulsing. Are you, Are you okay? guys all right? Happens. First time. First time, uh, it, it's gonna happen. Edward, how we doing? How we doing over there? Because you're like on the ground covered in vomit. <laughs> <laughs> There's drool coming out of his mouth as he's like still laying there. Yeah, Edward goes. How 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 are you saying, Abanthi? I don't I don't understand. Can you honestly how say I'm... that I am? 
You've Maybe been to I my lessons. I understand you more now than ever. If you were to try to explain this to someone, how would you do it? Uh, is is, is Leshka... Edward, Edward's face is wet with tears. He's not crying okay, anymore. Okay, He's wait. just like... Is, oh. is Leshka okay? Is Like, what happened to you guys? Oh, he just needs a long nap. Um, right. What we did is we found him a way to uh, turn his power into something manageable and understandable and personal to him so we can pull on it at a later date. Um, the physical manifestation of his magic in the material realm, that's a new one, but frankly, I'm not too surprised. Magic doesn't make any sense. <laughs> okay. But, but, and he's like, but he's like, all right. Oh, he'll be, he, I think that he should be fine right now. Um, honestly, he might be better than he was before, seeing as now he would be less accosted by voices that he has no control over, um, just jumping out at him probably as much. Um, right. So yeah, he's, he's doing great. Edward, you did a fantastic job. You can do this on your own. It is dangerous um, a little bit to let your magic uh, kind of seep out until you have a real tight hold on it. But uh, it's good practice. I feel dizzy. And <laughs> Edward a, just kind of stands and starts right. like making his way to his bedroll. Yep. Lotta will go and she kind of like scoop your arm under and she'll walk you over, laying you down. She grabs a little cloth. <laughs> She goes into full cleric mode. Uh, Leshka, just so you know, uh -huh. uh, if anybody were to read your book, they would either completely lose their mind or their mind will expand. You don't really know what the chances are. It's not really a good risk. That's great. That's awesome. So that's a, that's a prized possession where you're like, yo, like for anybody who gets close to me, don't touch the book. Also, uh, just so everyone uh, is aware the name of the book is Tome of the Aberrant Knowledge. There you are. Very nice. I will write that down. <laughs> write that down. <laughs> write that down. <laughs> um, yeah, Abanthi will. Uh, uh, he, he doesn't really have anything that he needs to do tonight. Uh, he'll set up his prep spells for the uh, well, once everyone's uh, awake and stuff before he goes to bed. But other than that, uh, he will cast like uh what, what's the name of it uh private sanctum and um alarm at the entrance of the cage and his regular stuff like that but absolutely nothing you guys um, edward will he'll go to his better old lay down and he'll stay there he won't say anything he'll be pretty much motionless but after everybody is asleep or like you know quiet Mm -hmm. and everything is happening and it's dark out. Edward would like to... Well, first, Cather or Leshka, do you have anything before bed? I might uh, as well ask. Well, Cather, at this point, is just gonna is just gonna help keep watch with probably Kiyomura, um as as everyone else rests. Um, Leshka's out. He's zonked. He's gone. Lot is passed out. Yeah, everybody's passed out except for those who are dedicated to keeping watch. Since there's enough of you guys, you'll probably do it in shifts of two. Um, so Cather and Kiyomura are doing their first shift. Yeah. While they're keeping watch, Edward, you're wanting to do something? Yeah. Edward will just quietly and somewhat methodically, not like stiff, but not like casually. It's as if he has some kind of agenda. Like he's, mm -hmm. he's, got he's deliberate. Yeah, he's deliberate. Very good, good word. word. And so he like undoes his bedroll. He gets up. You can hear the in the cave the slight sh 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 of his feet, whatever. Grabs his loot, and he will 
exit the cave and you will find a spot that is like kind of off to the side. He doesn't want to disturb Cather and Kiyomori. He'd actually like to go without them knowing, kind of. He doesn't go far. Mm-hmm. He's close enough for them to hear. But he'll just he'll sit with his loot and he'll sit there in silence for some time. Just in the moonlight still. Maybe 10, 15 minutes. It's hard for him to know. It's your <laughs> and then Cather, you hear from kind of like the other side of the mouth of the cave or whatever. Like he's kind of near the woods or whatever. You hear Edward play a melody, like a song that you've never heard Edward kind of play. And I don't mean a song that you've never heard before. I mean a different kind of song that you've never heard Edward play. Edward, you know, follows rules. And he's given you countless lectures on how music follows said rules uh-huh. and how that is how you make music and that the weave he thinks follows these rules too but this melody doesn't seem to follow rules it's broken and it doesn't follow a pattern but it's beautiful and as he keeps playing sometimes it'll go faster sometimes it'll go slower the time might change the key might change, but everything seems purposeful. Every note he plays, there's no room for hesitation or for misunderstanding what he's doing. He's, it's as if he's played this a hundred times. And, and so he just sits there in silence and plays his loop. On this night, Edward created EDM music. <laughs> exactly. exactly it is just it is just medieval dubstep and that is what the weave is uh, no it is beautiful it, it's beautiful it's it's lilting it's intense at times lilting. Um, look at you with the vocabulary yeah, yeah. between I'd the four of us we have a complete yes. dictionary there you yeah. go uh in yeah. in the the beginnings of sleep Aventy will crack an eye and smile <laughs> and For eventually you Eventually, Edward will yeah. put down his loot once his song is done. Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll sleep. The three of you that are awake, Kiyomura, Cather, and Edward, uh, go ahead and make perception checks for me. Actually, and you know what? He's not going to go to bed. Nice. No. You, you should go to bed that we don't get exhaustion. Uh, it takes him two days. Don't worry. I know He's the good. Rules. He's good. One day is fine. He'll be all right for the What'd morrow. What'd you get, Edward? I got a nat one. That makes sense. He's you're a bit focused a bit on busy. the song. I am very. Yeah, you are I'm in the weave, my friend. Yes. Uh, Catherine, what'd you get? 15. Okay. Where did Kiamor get? Okay. Um, at one point, Edward, you, uh, you're you playing your lute, you are in it, you are vibing, you feel the weave flowing through you when all of a sudden Kiyomura grabs the neck of the lute stopping you from playing and grabs your his, uh, hand over your mouth and pulls you just ever so slightly back into the cave Edward knows what's happening he thinks he yeah. doesn't 
He doesn't move or say anything. He stays still. Yeah. And, it's and, shocking at first, obviously, because you got grabbed from behind. Well, Tarak but, used to hit him. Right? <laughs> so this, like, is oh, this is nothing new. But you, yeah. you watch as... Uh, I don't know if I explained this well to you guys, but the cave that you're in is is at a little bit of elevation. So there's this lower plane beneath you that is covered in all these trees and this forest. And then you have this small kind of cliff face that comes up and the cave is somewhat up this cliff face. And so the top of these trees rests beneath the cave, the entrance to the cave. So you can kind of look mm. over the top of all this forest. And that's where you're at. You're at the lip oh, of the cave. That's beautiful. That's beautiful, DJ. And out of the trees... Much like a shark fin out of water, you see the spine and wings of a dragon just ever so gently patrolling through the trees. What what color is the dragon? That one uh, glimmered with uh, a light blue as the moonlight shone through the blue sapphires. Uh, and if you remember um, from when you saw it, it's Varim. It's yeah, the dragon from when prince. You saw Varim Rysir. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. He has a different, a couple different shades of um, scales to him. So he's got like light blue scales and darker blue scales, and they all kind of glimmer like sapphires. And um, and um, yeah, you see that reflection through the moonlight as his wings kind of come up and about. Uh, do so. I have a quick question for the party out of game. Do dragons can they detect when you cast magic? Like, is that a thing they can do? If I were to cast a spell, would he be able to tell what's happening? You know what I mean? It doesn't ca it doesn't make any noise um, or anything, but would he be like, oh, that's magic? You know what I, I mean? I mean, it depends on the dragon, really. Dragons okay, so. can be um, spellcasters. They can have that right. ability, and so there's potential for it, but it's not an innate draconic feature. It's not like all dragons just immediately know when a spell has been cast. Okay, and, that's good. Well, and from I, what we saw from... Rysir at the library, we didn't see him casting any spells or anything there, right? You you didn't see them casting any spells, no. Right. Either way, Edward would like to, like, take gently, not like he's mad, like gently remove Kimor's hand and then mutter, mutter something very quietly. Like, you know, whatever, Dhamma tune or something. Mm -hmm. um, and then he would like to cast a, like um, a greater illusion, is that what it's called? Um, I'm looking for it. Is that is that is a major, spell? I think. Um, are you talking about major illusion? Major, major illusion. Yeah. Major illusion. Um, I'm having hard to find it for some reason. The one where it's like a ten foot square. Uh, that might be that might be major illusion is like a fifty foot square. Could know. be my Wait for it. It's gonna pop up any second now. I don't have access to a keyboard at the moment. I'm so sorry. Uh, minor oh. illusion is a no larger than a five foot cube. Minor illusion, major image, is that what it's called? Yeah, that's probably it. Yes. Okay. My bad. Yeah. yeah major, major image. Yeah. And that is a, that's um, a twenty foot cube. Yes, it's level three. So, anyways, he would like to cast major image at the mouth of the cave, Very so good. that it it covers us, and it's it's just depicting an empty mouth of a cave. So instead of us being in the cave, it's mm -hmm. an empty mouth. Absolutely. No, great, great, great. Uh... That's a very, very good use of an illusion spell. Good so, job, thank Grant. You. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Um, Since day one, this is what I had intended. <laughs> <laughs> you guys... I've been waiting for this. <laughs> you all hold your breath in silence as you see Varim Reister's backside kind of poke up through. And then a moment later, you see the long, thick hulking 
uh, neck and head come up. You see the platinum uh, bracers at the base of all of his horns, the different little platinum chains that he has hanging from his different piercings through his scales, and the massive platinum chain um, that comes down around his neck kind of shimmer in the moonlight along with his blue scales as he looks and monitors before shifting his head directly towards you guys. Edward just turns his head and holds up a finger because I, I imagine that Kiyomura can't see the illusion. He probably doesn't know what Edward did. Yeah, Kiyomura so holds if, his if, breath before the dragon's Christ. looking at us. So yeah. Edward just holds up yeah, a finger. Yeah, Cather's hand is definitely on the hilt of his sword. And does that? He, Edward does the hand thing of like stand down. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't yeah, yeah, he's, uh, he's, yeah, yeah, he's he's Cather. Yeah, Cather, you can see is, is more so watching Edward than the dragon at this point. But he looks through and peers into the cave, into what he thinks is the cave, before ducking his head back through and continuing to move on his patrol. That was close. You wait. A solid sixty seconds, like you oh, count yeah, it down. Like, yeah, like we're you holding, know, holding like, our no, breath. Nobody's wait doing nothing. Can't hear him anymore. Before you all finally, <sighs> what was that? That was close. I thought you had a spell. Did you do something? Yeah, he did. He I, looked at us like he couldn't see us. I covered the mouth of a cave with an illusion. He couldn't see past it. You can do that. Yes, you are so much that. more powerful than we thought you were. Edward, you are oh, it's a, so it's a amazing. It's an illusion spell. It's an illusion spell. It's That's nothing great. special. That's incredible. Yeah, that I was mean, that, you. like... Did you just learn how to do this when you were convulsing? No, or... I, no I, I I, enjoy illusion. I, it's actually, my, te- my tutor, if you want to know about it, my tutor at my estate, and he starts going on about how his tutor <laughs> at his estate actually only taught him illusion spells, and he's nice. a little bit upset by it, but for some reason, he like really enjoys illusion now. Yeah. He goes on, and you guys are a little annoyed, because he always goes on these tangents, but um, yeah, that, he tells a story about that anyway. Yeah, towards the end of the tangent, Jim will just go, that was cool. I'm, yeah. I'm impressed. Good job, and I'll give you like. I'm, I'm just glad we're not dead, man. Fist bumps him. Um, right. Anyway, it's, it's gone now. By the way, if he's back, if he's back, it's the illusion's gone. I just want you guys to know. Well, I'm really glad you're awake because we should probably keep either you or Avanti. Some I'm imagining Avanti can do something similar, but somebody should be able to cast that in case, since they are on patrol around here. We want to have some sort of way of hiding ourselves. I suppose I better stay up then. I can do it. I can do it. Are you sure? Yes, whatever what choice do we have if he comes back? Unless somebody can wake me up, but I can't promise how quick I'll be to my... Well, here, Abanthi had the next shift anyway. Let's let's wake Abanthi up and, and see if he's going to be able to. That way you don't have to, but... It's a good if idea. And that's kind of you. Uh, yes. Kimor will then go... Uh, he he actually takes out his pole and pokes Abanthi instead of getting too close to him. Stretch. <laughs> Quick yeah. question for you. Yeah. Uh, illusion magic. That thing you do. Um, I have spells that count as illusion, but I certainly wouldn't say that I am uh, particularly well versed. I'm more in uh, things of substance. The reason why we ask is because Marie Marcier like poked his head in the cave, but uh, Edward saw it coming, so he cast 
a spell to make it so you couldn't see us. We're just wondering if we should keep Edward awake in case that happens again. Let me see what I can do. Edward. Edward walks up and <laughs> Edward, you can tell he has like bags under his eyes. Like his body is tired, but he looks awake. If you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's so... That's tough. Yeah, mm-hmm. and his it takes eyes. takes a toll on the body. Oh, yeah. DM, oh, how long has it been since we've started sleeping? Four hours. It has yeah. been four hours? Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, Edward. Can you cast that illusion one more time? I'm going to see if I can get you some sleep. I Yes, I, I suppose, but we we should use it sparingly, mind you, if he comes back. Don't worry, I'm going to see if I can fix that problem. Okay. Um, Edward turns to the mouth of the cave, mutters something, does a hand flash, hand mm-hmm. flourish, and he says, there it is, it's up. I mean, we can't see it, but if he were to look this way, he wouldn't see us. Abanthi will uh, reach into his pack uh, and, and pull out a, a needle. Uh, and can I attempt to use my, uh, like a little bit of my magic pool to extend the duration to four hours? Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's a great it is use. a concentration spell for 10 minutes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm it could either to... be my concentration extends or the spell holds without me concentrating. Yeah. The only goal is to change the text from duration from concentration 10 minutes to four hours. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and Abanthi will do that by uh, his, his eyes will flash that like pale blue that, mm-hmm. you know, that's when he's doing like stuff he's cheating um, <laughs> uh, so he can he can see the the physical embodiment of your illusion and he will reach out and he will literally stitch uh in midair you see uh, a shining like bluish silver thread mm-hmm. from behind and he will stitch the illusion into place absolutely um, to maintain it for four hours just, just for the sake of brevity could i have you roll an arcana check since you are using i it? would love to do that dm did you say brevity also, I did. I got corrected earlier. Also, yes. while, while this That's is so happening, cool. since, since it has been four hours, Cather is going to go to sleep. And just because, I, just because I think it's fun, about this time, Leshka is also going to rouse just for a little bit. And and he and he kind of like like slowly wa- like walks up as he as Abanthi is like in the midst of this. What'd you get for that Archon check? 33. Yeah, oh your the DC was a 12. So that's yeah. I, I don't think you can I, fail that. I have a plus 17 to Arcana DM. Yeah. See, that was the beauty of it. It was, it was a simple enough thing where I was like, I need to make the DC low enough that there's no way that he can fail. But there still needs to be a DC, you know, just for the sake of yeah. Yeah, yeah, just in case, ro- just in case I mean, he rolls a level one. Level 17. We're almost gods. <laughs> We're With working on the it. cheat codes. Uh, as as Abanthi finishes, though, Leshka is going to kind of approach and say, and you hear just mentally... In your in your head, Abanthi, um, that is very impressive. I I know <laughs> I haven't I have I've never seen one manipulate the weave in such a way. I've been getting that uh, the hang of it recently. It's you know it used to be that I could just see it, but now I'm I'm really getting the feel for actually interacting. It's strange because I still can't feel it. Uh huh. So like it's uh, um. Talon can actually feel it. She can't see it, but she can feel it. That's how Talon casts spells. Um, oh, shoot, you've never met Talon Ashta. I, I think you would like each other. Um, but for me, I just reach out, and it's a strange thing because I'm grabbing something and I can see it move, but I can't feel it move. There's no weight to it. Interesting. Um, 
it's it's an interesting sensation uh, the lack of sensation when i know that like it's uh, it's hard to explain but you understand why it would be hard to explain yes Abathy, what what exactly did you do it feels like i hardly even have to think about it anymore well the magic that you had cast was linked to you imagine as though there was an invisible cord linking you to your magic what i okay. did is i took that cord and i severed it from you took a hold of it and then bound it into itself with a stitch that would last for a set period of time making a kind of a kind of like one of those funky ring loops that like if you trace your finger okay. it goes on forever right I, it's like that i'll take, take your word for it <laughs> God, you're learning how long so do we much. have four hours get some sleep <laughs> you're the best haven't i know <laughs> Leshka and Abinthi, you guys will take the next shift. Um, I'll have you guys go ahead and make perception checks for me. It's been a while since we've done like perception checks for yeah. Nightwatch. Edward didn't realize how tired he was until Abinthi said go to bed, and then Ooh, Edward was out. very clearly tired. Yeah, yes. and then he, he falls asleep. Falls over. <laughs> it's as uh, if he needed permission. Eighteen. Sixteen yeah. for Leshka. Uh -huh. You guys wait through the night, your four hours. The spell holds for a long time. At one point in the night, you don't hear, or you, you don't see, excuse me, but you can hear dragons in the distance. At one point, you hear the distant, deep bellows of conversation. Too far for you guys to truly be able to perceive what they're talking about, but you can clearly tell that it's a couple of dragons talking to each other. It sounds like a male and a female voice. But the last two hours or so, everything is quiet. You don't see anything. And the sun begins to rise. You guys wake up. Leshka, congratulations. You're now 17th level. Woo! The voices in your head don't hurt your brain. Um, and you guys all find yourself relatively well rested edward you only got four hours of sleep which for a human kind of sucks but you're good you don't have to worry about a, a, a check or anything like that i still have i mean like the spells i just cast still count against my no. next day right um or maybe like he, he was kind of, of in them. a trance for like in, i'll in say you got hours. a short rest you know a so rest. whatever the benefits of a short rest you get yeah i get spell slots back for that I don't know. I don't believe so. As a bard, I don't think that you do. I'll, I'll um, take a look over the break just to make sure. Yeah. Are we? Are we? Are we breaking? I don't know if uh, we're breaking now, but sure, we can do a break. break. Uh, this is a good time. We will be back in just like ten or fifteen minutes as these guys prepare to, I don't know, fight some dragons. However, they decide they want to do that, um, and we'll be back in just a little bit. So don't go anywhere. What if, what if we just didn't? <laughs> Session notes torn in half. Yeah. Throw them out the window. We don't All need four them. books I have prepaid, like sticky notes on, numbers written, gone. Out of here. <laughs> but we'll be back in just a little bit. All right. And we are fed. We are hydrated. We are back, baby. And we're ready to keep going. Uh, so you guys uh, ended by waking up. You are getting ready. You're going to make a plan, I believe. That's like the that. idea on what you're going to do. Right. Well, uh, 
let's be clear, DJ. We have not seen any sign of Grandma Dragon. Not yet. Okay. Grandma right. Dragon, please. Hurry. Well, uh, I guess I don't know what we want to try to do. Uh, I mean, if we want to, we can just try and hold, wait for, for Tavut to show up before we do anything, but we don't know when that's going to be. Well, um, this is what I would recommend. We've got a whole bunch of enemies out there. Yes. What we do know is that they go on patrols. Right. Uh, if one of them is on a patrol, I think that our best bet is going to be try to ambush them and deal with them, if not completely, as best as we can before the other ones show up. So that way we have to deal with one less dragon. If three of them arrive and we have no support, we can try to get out of here. And then and then kind of guerrilla warfare it, come back, interfere with things, maybe try to catch another one off guard, so on and so forth. Right. If two of them are there, I think we can take them. Um I do like that plan. Uh if if we can try and ambush one at a time, that clearly puts gives us the greatest advantage. Um I suppose worst comes to worst if we're trying to at least if we have to split off we should probably preemptively try to think about who we want together in case that does happen um well our main sources of escape are going to be me Nashka, do you have that capability yes i i have um both means of teleporting and plane shifting and both then short after and you have your helm yes i have my helm which is which is helpful so, and I can get myself out if the need be as well. So if we do have to go and we are split into groups, where are we meeting up? Where should everybody teleport to? Well, I guess if we're trying to just get out, get out. I mean, just going back to some place like Fate's Gambit. Um, if we're Gambit's trying to... wouldn't be a bad choice, yes. If we're trying to perhaps retreat in order to fight again quickly... Um, that's a little harder to say. I mean, I mean, we could always set this cave as as a re regrouping point. They don't know that we're here, and they've already checked it. As far as they know, this is a place we aren't. Right. And hopefully, we'll be fighting them somewhere that isn't here. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's that's not bad. And and Edward, how how long range is is your transport? My transport. I'll tell you guys. It's Dimension Door. So 500 feet, yes, 300. I think somewhere around a American football field. <laughs> ah, yes, of course, a measurement I can understand. Dimension door is 500 feet. Thank goodness. 500 oh, long. That's almost one and a half football fields. Wait for it. Let's go back yeah, in just a second. Yeah. Wait for it. Also has the got on the knit beanie. Going on the knit beanie. It's a dope knit beanie. He is taking way too long, and he knows that we're talking about him. He knows that we're talking about. Him. There we go. All right, he's back. All yeah, right. I had my hair, headphones um, off. I was fixing my. I was putting my hat on. I couldn't tell. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess do we just want to wait by the? I. I mean, we don't really want to wait here in the cave, though, because. No, no, no. We should do probably we want to try and like escape a little bit, get away from this, and right. We can't figure out where Tavut is. Um, I mean, we can do some tracking. We know that they were 
nearby recently, so we should be able to track which direction they were coming from and which direction they went. Dragons aren't exactly known for being incredibly stealthy creatures in their giant forms while walking in the midst of a forest. Aventay makes very good points. Most likely there's a couple of broken down trees. So we're going to go the opposite direction that they were. I could yes. also uh, s send a, a message uh, to uh, Grandma Chavut, uh, to, to to ask where where perhaps she is because she probably doesn't quite know where we are as well. Yes, I I gave her coordinates, so hopefully that she should be headed towards this cave. But as for her location, I have no idea. Right. Well, I mean, if we're going to leave the cave, we probably would be yes, good to warn her to inform her of yes. Uh, would you like to? I mean, you, it sounds like you've got it. You've got the mind stuff. Yeah, I, I could eat the sandwich. Edward types the uh, F3 commands in, or the F3, um, you know, what are those called? The function keys? <laughs> he puts the F3 location in chat so that grandma can access it. I see. Coordinate? It's a, it's a, coordinates! Yes! <laughs> He puts uh, the coordinates in chat. Just because it I was a Minecraft can. reference, I'm sorry. That's yeah, but long. nobody refers to it as the F3 function. We go, hey, okay. What are if your you're cords? a Minecrafter, you know what I'm talking about. Talk I am a Minecrafter. Knows. You say, hey, what are your chords? Not give me your F3, you dog. <laughs> um. So yeah, Leshka using no. because he can because he can he can do this with uh certain spells. Leshka is actually gonna, he's actually going to spend three of his sorcery points to cast sending. Um, for free at, without using a third level spell slot and uh he will reach out to grandma dragon has Leshka met to it yes well they if i recall correctly they haven't actually physically met but but apathy cheated but apathy cheated oh, using his I pool oh, and connected yeah, yeah. them that way. He he added yeah, them to the same group chat. Yeah. So so scroll through your uh your contact history. Find the one. Yeah, yeah he, okay. he finds he finds the unknown phone number that's linked with the same group chat as Abanthi. Okay. Right. Um, what do you say? Hello to Vuts. It's Leshka. We are preparing to leave uh, the cave and find a new battleground. Let's see, that's... that's Where 16, are you? That's 16. Yeah, 16 words. Tell us where you are, please. Thank you. Smiley Thank face. You Babe. Smiley face. Uh, <clears throat> all right, I am on my way and will be there soon. Smiley face, winky face, emoji. Like she's faces. also a grandma, so she doesn't know what, so she sends like eggplant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> eggplant, uh, sunglasses emoji. Uh, peach, peach, spraying water. And she's like, <laughs> oh, peaches, gosh. nice. <laughs> anyway, oh god, uh, great. Uh, she says she's on her way and should be in the area soon. So I imagine we Yippee. will see her. That might be our cue to make something happen because yes. if she's flying through the air, the dragons are definitely going to see her and engage. 
and we probably don't want all four of them ambushing her. No, right, that, that would be, be very sucky, that would be very yes. counterproductive to our current plan. Yes. So if we find the tracks, and then we attempt to to kind of backtrack to where they could be without being found, so that way when she arrives, we can engage. Then we're set. We're hunting them. And yes. thus the hunted become the hunters. Right. Let's gather our things and, and head out. <laughs> Sounds good. I've made plenty of these ham and cheese sandwiches with mayo. Ooh, Ooh do you have an extra one of those, haven't they? Not anymore. I've heard yeah. your take it before that mayo is the alpha condiment. Mayo I, is the alpha condiment. I just have to promptly disagree. I mean, Look, I can explain it to you, but I can't understand. No, it you've me. already done that once. <laughs> uh, you guys, yeah, we, you begin we, to get packed up, yeah. and you begin making your way down. You slide down. Uh, you have to like use a rope to like kind of rappel down into the oh, cave since uh, you guys like teleport into it. Real quick, while I'm thinking about it, uh, as we are just getting ready to descend, Cather is going to spend one of his fourth level spell slots to cast Death um, Ward. Death Ward on Leshka. Um, I see you have a favorite, and it's your other <laughs> And it's you. Oh, okay. So you, do you selfish do you, dick. Do you want me to explain the reasoning? Uh, oh, no, I got it. Because, because first of all, I, I did think about Lada. However, unfortunately, she's going to be in the least danger. And it's more important to have a Highland spellcaster stay up because he can do more. <laughs> I mean, that's a great point. Let's remember, though, that DJ has a history of killing his monsters with NPCs, and so they help us a lot. Lada will kill Okay, everybody. also, Leshka <laughs> is our one character in this campaign who legit got one shot. So, that's so funny. I, I'm totally Leshka kidding, is a babe. I, I, I totally agree with your decision, but I find oh. it funny that... Um, that Shut up, Grant. They're my character. DJ... I can do what I want. <laughs> We give DJ crap for it, but it's literally just because of the timing. Like, we do all the work. You guys do the all NPC the work, and then it just happens to fall on the NPC's turn, and all he has to do it's is so like good. 5 HP. Hey, dude, if, <sighs> if if Lada got the final blow on one of these dragons, I would I would be ecstatic. Instantly, like, Instantly becomes, becomes 20th level cleric oh yet again. Gosh. I would Fortnite dance. <laughs> she levels up, like, five times for the XP. Cather, you go up to Leshka, you cast Death Ward. Uh, is there anything else you guys would like to do to prepare, or are you guys going to wait a little bit more until you're more knowing that you're going to be in combat? Uh, so as, a, as a ritual, uh, Leshka will cast uh, Rary's telepathic bond with the group. Okay. There's a like six-level spell gun. Well, it's, it's a ritual. It's a good one. That's nice. Edward will be like, okay. Okay, everybody, I need you to hold still. And he starts casting aid. This has happened every time they do combat, by the way. <laughs> this is how he casts aid. And he definitely doesn't need to do this, and Abanthi knows that, but Edward likes the theatrics of it. So he'll pick Abanthi, Leshka, and Cather. And give them all five extra hit points. Yeah. Nice. Welcome, guys. And the duration is eight hours. So nice. They're temp hit points. Thank you. Actually, is it max hit points? It is, right? It's max. Yes, yeah, your max maximum hit point increases by five for eight hours, which is quite Ooh. nice. Oh, no. Why I'm yawning so much. I don't believe I have any uh, any 
anything to do uh, prep wise. No, maybe not. In, tell me when we think that we're like five minutes out. Also, <laughs> okay. You guys uh, find a way to anchor your rope. You rappel down off it's, of this cliff face. Cather's just the anchor. He just stands there and just holds yeah. the rope. He uh, always was when we were. Uh, he he stomps his feet. Yeah, and, just and digs, slams digs, them. Digs in his heel. And he into the, thrusts into his hips into it and leans back with his torso as if he's done this ten his times back before. Ripples. And we all know it's just because he has history as a sailor, but he's too humble to admit it. He has glutes That's such like no points. other. His, that his sailor background ripple beneath his skin <laughs> like sheet metal. <laughs> they, they make the sound in a way that look like they're going sound to when you first pull the sheet. Oh my goodness, you guys! Are his so shoulders form a map of I don't know Arizona. His <laughs> shoulders like the rock faces of the Grand Canyon. Instead of so literally watch in America, he does as his abs become Mount Rushmore as faces <laughs> pop out for each Ew. ab. Oh. I don't like this. This is going a weird place. Oh, his, no. face, yeah, his shoulders yeah. reminding you of the babes that are Aaron, born amidst he, uh, the hay. He has instead of demon back, he has, he has he has drawback. <laughs> yeah. No drawbacks on that one. Uh, we his quads yeah, you thicker did, than a tree's oh, tree. My gosh. You guys descend the cliff face. Uh, and you're right. It's not difficult to find the trail of quote-unquote destruction left by Endusk or uh, Vermeer Seer from when he uh, made his way through the patrol. It's not so much that there's like a million like down trees, but like a bunch of broken branches. You can definitely see his footprints. Every once in a while, you will see a tree that he got annoyed with and it just like crooked it off to the side, just like tilted it over a little bit. Absolutely. I would do the same if I was a dragon. Uh-huh. Uh, and you begin to make your way following the path. Trying to be not necessarily like right on the path, you know? You don't want to yeah. be out in that relatively You're open space. Parallel. But yeah, you begin to trace it back. And after about an hour or so, you can begin to hear the, the sounds of the feet as he has continued his path and is tromping through the wilderness. Okay. You're not close behind him, but you can hear him. Okay. And and right now Well, okay, so yeah, we don't we don't see anything. Okay. No, yeah. Uh actually go ahead everybody make perception checks. My favorite. He's nice. I've been 18 DM. Mm-hmm. Uh, 21. Okay. Uh, let's see. Cather got a 26. Cather? Leshka got a 9. Okay. At one point, Cather, you notice that flying above you, you can see the spined green scales of Enduskfell in the air flying above you as well. Okay, flying above. Okay. Okay. Um, I will point this. I'll just hold up a finger and and point above and say, mentally say, uh, mm-hmm. all right. So it seems that currently in Duskville is above us flying. I'm not quite sure who it is that we're following the the footprints that we're that we're following right now. Um, I get to 
Can I get a bearing on how high up? Um, he's probably a good like thousand, fifteen hundred feet up. Um, he's he's definitely high. It's pretty, it's pretty high up. Um, that's that's uh, it's pretty likely. Leshka is going to, um, is going to, uh, pulling out the rod that he is currently in possession of, uh, Justitia. He's just going to, uh, just begin to, as, as they're slowly creeping forward, just kind of float up and just get just barely above, like, like literally like, like into the canopy of the trees, just barely poke out his head, his little eyeball, his dragon eyeballs, just enough to see if he sees like in front of them a ways away is another dragon walking around. Can a little uh, bird please please be perched on his head? Yeah, as he, he pops like, up, a whole nest like a yeah, goes yeah. up with him. Yeah, yeah. with eggs. <laughs> I send a thimble on his shoulder too. Okay, perfect. So, yeah, both uh, <laughs> thimble and thimble has one of the eggs balancing on his head as well. Uh, <laughs> just a smaller nest. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, someone draw that. Just that'd be amazing. Um, but both Thimble and Leshka, you're able to see looking forward that probably half a mile, maybe three quarters of a mile in front of you, you can see the head of Varim Ricier making his way through the canopy. Okay. Uh, he will yeah, relay this. And, 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 and he'll just do a quick scan, just 360 scan, to see if he sees either the other two dragons anywhere. Um, from in the canopy, from above the canopy. Yeah, just in the canopy. You can't name me, name Make another picture. Uh, can I can I look through uh, Thimble's eyes to yeah. to do the same? Make a perception check. Yeah. Uh, uh, a fourteen. Miss my box on this. Leshka, okay. Twenty six. Um, okay, Thimble more so. Um, at one point, you see like Leshka like looking around, and Thimble like presses its paw against like Leshka's like cheekbone, and he's like, "Look this way," and you can see far in the distance, um, there are two other dragons that seem to okay. be patrolling the skies together. One of them massively larger than the other. Uh-huh. Um, even at this distance, where you know, like when you see birds, they're like two miles out and they're like little specks. Yeah. That's kind of what it is. Mm-hmm. Except one of them should be a speck, and it's not. It's like a good solid like log in your eye. You know, okay. Like that's terrifying. A little uh, analogy there. So, oh, it's o- like o- a, over the the mental like link. The Bible verse. Over the yeah. mental link, Leshko will say, "Right, uh, it seems that um, Rysir is the one in front of us on the ground, and the other two are far off in the distance in the sky beyond. It does seem like, as of right now, they're." They are separated at least two and two for the most part. Now, this seems to be pretty close to the best time that we have to fight some of them. One of the things you do know, uh, Leshka, just so you're aware, Uh is that uh, in, like, power ranking Uh of them, it goes, um, uh, what's your name? Uh, Amrath is Amra. And then Varim Rysir. Uh-huh. And then Ometh, who's the red dragon, and then and Duskfell. The oh, and Duskfell is the weakest of the four. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, mean, I kind of assumed that Varim can, was I, the, Well, yeah, uh, he's not weak. He's just the weakest of this, these four. Yeah, I'm surprised that Varim is uh, second. Okay. I mean, he is the prince of the dragons. Yeah, but I thought that he would be, like, younger. 
I mean, they're all... It's three adult dragons and one ancient dragon. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, but, yeah, anyway. So... Okay. Um, but Vareem has access to uh, to a little more stuff. Yeah. yeah. Andus Gvel is just... Uh, basically is nanny. Basically, yeah. So that, that tracks. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. All right. All right. Uh, and and Lashka will float back down. Although personality-wise... And dus- or Varim Rysir is definitely the most immature of all three of them. Yeah. Very yeah. power-hungry, snotty, rich kid. Yeah. I mm, Reminds me of uh, someone long ago. <laughs> it reminds me of someone like three days ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Reminds me of somebody from like back this morning. Um, I mean, I think that our best bet is just going to be jumping Varim. Um, try to take him out. Uh, I'll I'll perform the role of operator, um, and so I'll I'll maintain vigilance on the battlefield and notify you when Andeskvel gets close because he'll be he'll be sticking close to Vareem, right. and then uh, once he is within range, um, we should probably we should all do as much as we can to Vareem first, right. Once Andeskvel gets in range, if we think that we're close to completely finishing off Vareem, focus down fire. If we think that we're we're not going to have enough time or we're going to need to we're gonna get blindsided by Andeskvel, then we might have to split up into two groups. Kimor will speak up just real quick. Okay, and we're cool with like just all out ambushing like the Prince of the Dragons, right? Like that's just we're all on the same page, that's what we're doing. Do you have an alternative? No, I'm just making sure that we all understand the fact that, of course, I mean, all of this has consequences, but this is also going to have consequences. Just making sure, just putting that out there. Yeah, we're going to have to kill his dad eventually. Okay, great. Love that. I've seen... Uh, I mean, if if unfortunately, Abbott, he does speak before. the truth. I mean, Andeskvel, uh, and, or not Andeskvel, uh, Vareem Rysir and his, and his father are both directly connected to Clovar and, yeah. and, and are direct allies of him, so... There's, have to there's deal no with, yeah. deal with to deal with him eventually. Stride, yeah. Great. And maybe we'll find one of those orbs that make us king or something. And there's also the potential that if we can, if we what can, if we can establish, orb? I'm pretty sure that the king of the dragon has it. Yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> um, if we can establish uh, that the dragons that are currently in charge have weakened it all, and grandmother Tevot lives, um, then we may be able to point the surviving dragons that are on her side uh, to deal with the king of the dragons currently so we may not have to deal with it but the best way that we're going to do that is by destroying four of the ones that are probably pretty high up in ranks yes dragon war dragon war dragon Dragon tales dragon Dragon tales welcome to campaign four the (laughs) dragon war bro that would be awesome all right. Well, I, I mean, we can't do anything here, so we gotta we gotta get closer to yes. to Rysir first. Then Shadowfax, show them the meaning of, of Ace. The dragon. I just start running. <laughs> uh, you guys continue to move closer and closer, narrowing in on your prey. Um, I mean, he's fast. He takes big steps, so it's definitely like a little bit of a jog to like catch up to him and continue to like make ground on him um edward, you hear from edward's part of line just crinkles like like this like 
And Edward's Edward. opening a cliff bar Edward, nervously. I, I told you not to pack the snacks. I didn't I I didn't eat I much didn't breakfast. breakfast. I'm I'm nervous. I I need my energy Every time. I snack when I'm anxious. These. Yeah. I eat Look. when I'm upset. Where's that from? Uh oh. Avatar. Um I'm just my own life. No, 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 no. Wait for it. Wait, what say it again? I say eat again? when I'm upset, okay? Hmm. Hmm. Animated uh, that's that's uh, that's Poe. Is, is it me? Panda. Time for Panda. No, 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 no. That's you're wrong. You're wrong. You're Literally, definitely incorrect. It's certainly. Yeah, not you tell right. him, Grant. You tell him. You guys continue to move. My question is, what's the game plan? So he's obviously moving. Are you guys trying to surround him? Are you going to flank him? Or are you guys just going to go? I'm right? going to yell at him some unsettling words. Well, okay, uh, so we should split into Edward the... gonna get it like distract him so he turns around and then everybody else goes in. Like, what's what's going on here? Well, okay, we so so here's what split into two groups and flank here. Yes, mm, I like it. What Leshka is going to try to do, what Leshka is what I'm going to try and do is Leshka, uh, is I can try to, um, using my staff of power, I can try to see if I can't hold him. He will likely resist out of it, but it's a good opener to try and just instantly try and freeze him up and, and get a good opening barrage of attacks. Um, I love it. I love it so much. Um. Yes, that. I mean that. That's what I was planning on doing. Um, Cather will speak up now and say, "Well, my goal is just to run up to him and hit him yes. as fast and as hard as I can." Patha, you and I should be on opposite sides of each other. Yep. Yes. So if we send Katha and um, and 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 uh, oh god, Kiamora, thank God. Sorry, I totally forgot your name there. Uh and Kiamora to opposite sides of the dragon. We should send um myself and Leshka opposite sides of the dragon. Yes. Uh that means that Lada and Edward should also be on opposite sides of the dragon. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Um I, Edward I'll go some clip bar to uh Katha and uh, I was gonna... I like that idea. I can sure. help yeah. with some magics. Um, and then Abanthi and let let let's go speak up. Yes, I if if we need it, I I can dimension door myself and and maybe Kiamora to the the far side of the dragon as we as we prepare. I mean, right now we might be able to just split across the back end of the path. Oh, and just go and then just approach around. on either sides to begin with, so we don't have to use any resources. That that yes, that that's fair. Yes, that that is yes. Ex excellent thoughts process. This is why you're the wizard. I have ambushed more dragons than I care to tell. Right. All right. So, so we're going to try and be sneaky, right? Yes. yes. We should probably try to be stealthy. Fair warning, though. Once we get within probably about sixty feet. Uh, my stealth is going to drop pretty well. Okay. Edward starts opening so another clip. Do we just bar. want to say like <laughs> like sixty feet is like is like the go mark? Sixty feet is go. Okay. So I'll try. I mean, we like we can, we can all mentally we might we can all mentally talk to each other, but like as a basically, basis. what's going to happen is I'm just going to generate a bunch of light around myself. It's just a side effect of one of the things that I'm going to be doing. Um, so it's hard to be stealthy when you're very bright. So um, actually, okay. let's make it let's make a strong like thirty feet. Okay. Um, so that way you guys are are within range to start running. Okay. I'll be back um, about forty five feet. So I'll wait. I'll wait until you are all 
within running distance and then I just realized something. Well, and that'll be our cue to go it feels i'm so sorry this is a bit of an aside it feels so strange that like a fantasy system uses the imperial measuring system it's because it's u.s made i know but it's weird you right? mean that it, you, it's weird for them to use the best system of measurement oh, okay for come baking? on now for come baking <laughs> it is the best baking system well, and you like, cannot yeah, okay. deny that. It may yeah. not be worth anything. When it I comes think mayo is awful It's true. It is easier to do one cup than it is like 76 grams. Yeah. Uh, Yeehaw! Okay, Bro, so. Abanthi, Cather, Abanthi, Cather, Lada, Leshka, Leshka Kiyomura, Kiyomura, and Edward. And Edward yeah. Yes. Not necessarily in that order. We're probably going to want to keep Lada like behind me. Well, I was going well, off to the side. So, of the well, yeah, I was going to say. I mean, like, Cather is definitely going to be in melee, and then probably, and then probably, you know, uh, more and Edward and made it in melee. Yeah, cute. Yeah, and then Leshka is going to stay probably at least sixty feet away at all times. Um, and then, yeah. And Same then, thing with uh, Abathy. He's going to try to maintain probably about a forty-five to fifty-foot distance. Okay. Maybe more like 35 if I'm feeling frisky. I will need all of you to make stealth checks. Oh, yes, my greatest oh. of skills. And it begins. And it begins. Thank you, Morris. Oh, uh, baby, that's a natural 20. Not great. Sheesh. Even though you're like Sheesh. as bright. Even though you're not like yet. as bright as an not yet. Oh. That I'll wait until everyone's wow. in the okay. position. Okay. That's a 20. It's like a very average. I got a 14, DM. I smell, <laughs> I smell cookies. Okay, Leshka got a dirty 20. That's what the wizards are getting all sneaky all of a sudden. And the mages well, getting all sneaky I, yeah, all I rolled a, I rolled a 19 on die for Leshka. We had a spiritual experience. That's <laughs> um, true. And then Cather got a 16. Pretty good for Cather. Well, yeah, 11 on die. Um, Edward's having a hard time keeping up with him, and usually Cather's the loud guy. Well, he will see, but he has his mithril plate now, so it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, you know, right? It's, it's quiet. Now it just, and now it just makes is, the sound of wind over the grass, and it is much quieter <laughs> than Lada, who got a five. And so she's like, every once in a while, you can like physically hear her bones creak, and it's louder <laughs> than the sound of Cather's armor. And uh, DM, just as a note, preemptively, before we get into combat, Cather is going to drink one of his potions of speed uh, to give himself haste. And Leshka is going to actually make sure that Lada has the rod. That way she can fly away if necessary to try and, try and get out of a sticky situation. And Leshka is going to use a bonus action to spend a sorcery point and... Uh, yeah. and give himself spectral wings that allow him to fly. No, there's no spectral wings. You just fly. The awkward silence after that statement. <laughs> Drew just completely ignored me. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll, I'll wait until heart, I see spectral wings. that uh, people are in position, and then our signal to go will be me casting Crown of Stars. Which will be is that what makes you like yeah, an LED? To be fair, it only sheds dim light. Uh, oh wait, no, it sheds bright light in a thirty foot radius and dim light for an additional thirty feet. So yeah, okay, he's like an LED. It. You're bright, yeah. bro. He's like a freaking camp. He's like a freaking campfire. He's like one of those truck lights that you mount on the. Top. So the nice part is they're going to look 
to where Cather is, and they're not going to be looking behind them, which is It's good. just going to be a blinding sphere. They're yeah. going to be like, what could that be? Probably not be. enemies. Uh, yeah. Now, the question is, does your stealth work? I don't know, does our stealth work, yet? We rolled good, DM. We did roll good. pretty good. Okay. It's a pretty it's a pretty good one. It's a pretty good one. You guys begin to catch up. Trying to sneak and make your way to either side. You split apart into your groups, begin spreading out. Obviously, those that are going to be melee, trying to stay a little closer to Endusquel, those that are going to be casting spells, getting a little bit further away. Or, I'm sorry, not Endusquel, uh, very Mycier. But once you get about 80 or so feet, Ooh. he stops. And you see him like cranking his ears, going into a vigilant mode before tilting and spreading his wings and flapping down and launching himself into the air before turning to face you all. Um, no way. He didn't, he can't see you yet because you guys are like all tucked into the trees and all that type of stuff, but he did detect you coming and didn't want to be on the ground about to be lit up like a firework. That's a smart thing. Uh, how fair. high in the air did he puts away go? his cliff bar uh, and apologizes. He, he, uh, uh, only 40 feet. Oh, light work. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I will have everybody go ahead and roll initiative. Let's go. I can put on my combat music in my ears. Bum, bum, ba, bum, bum. Cather, what's your bonus to initiative? Cather's bonus to initiative? Yep. Cather doesn't have a bonus to initiative. It's a negative okay. one. Okay. His uh, his bonus to initiative is his startlingly Oops. good looks. Uh, a, strong, uh, a strong back. Uh, in impressive calves. Cat, Kimor, Lada, Freemacier. I mean, maybe <laughs> I, sp- your, maybe I spoke too soon for Cather on his initiative. Hmm. I got an average roll, and I'm pretty happy about it. Okay, 25 to 20. Uh, a really weak 24. Disappointing. I know. Eleven on die. It was just. A, it was a sad day. Twenty to fifteen. Uh, fifteen. DM. Nineteen for Cather. <gasps> Let's go. Let's I, go. Yeah, I rolled, I rolled a natural twenty for Cather. Minus one. Wow. Wait. Add it to the counter. I'm gonna do that. Okay. And then Edward, you got a, a fifteen. You said. I got a 15, and I'm already here. I've stealthed through the forest, I and now we're going to get Vicier. Sorry, podcast listeners. What? 10 to 5? 15 to 10. Okay, it's going to be... Leshka with a strong, like, 3. Did I get it? Did I nail it? Tell me I nailed it. No way. Tell me you got a nat one with a plus two. Drew I looking can... blazed right now. I can feel it. I can see clearly oh, now. The rain is gone. Hey. Uh, what you get? Oh no. Uh, Leshka got a five. Oh, that was off. Sorry. 
Okay, make sure I got it. I forgive you. Thanks, buddy. This time. Edward now takes back in out for his the cliff next... bar. <laughs> okay, wait. <laughs> for the next so, eight hours. Okay. So... Abenti. Yeah. You are first. You watch as uh, Vernon Ricier launches into the air, going about 20 or so feet up before kind of swinging around and begins peering, looking for you. Clearly not seeing you guys quite yet. Um, what are you going to do? Uh, so you said previously that he was 40 feet up in the air, right? Yes. Now, if I were to do x squared plus... Uh, a- 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 e squared plus equals c squared. C squared. So 16, 64... Uh, <laughs> Uh, basically, is he within 120 feet of me? Yes. Sick. Um, I'm going to mentally over the link go, change of plans, run when he hits the ground. Uh, and then uh, in a whisper, only uh, only within earshot of the people uh, nearby, he will say, ah, step three, humility. Uh, and he will cast magic missile. Okay. Uh, Sending them at Vareem Rysir, okay. dealing 1d4 plus 1 force damage uh, to its target for each target. Nice, nice. Do your 12 damage. Queen. Slay. I'm slaying right now. He's That's slaying, he's slaying. Three, six, oh, uh, seven. And then I'm going to use my tome to add an additional 2d6 of force damage. That's an additional six for 13 total force damage, uh, and they will fall prone. Ooh. So it was 13 total damage, you said? 13 force damage, yep. And then and then probably 40, 10 from the fall. Wow. Already, just like that, you're taking him out of the sky. I done we're fighting Vareen Rasir right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Just, the dragons. just that straight in my head before I make a choice on what I'll do. The huge. So I recommend not force damage, if I'm remembering correctly. Or not to thunder. That's the name. Thunder! Okay. Uh, you guys watch as he turns around just as Abathy launches these three missiles. He's coming and swooping in and bah, 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 and just a little bit of damage. You're actually going to hear him kind of scoff before all of a sudden, like, the wind goes out of his sails and just <laughs> as he crashes into the ground, falling prone in front of all of you, uh, just crashing through trees as you literally watch, like, a whole tree, like, fly up in the air, like, a good, like, 10, 15 feet before crashing down around and splitting. Oh, and that's so sick. Dirt flying everywhere, massive rocks as he crashes and digs a trench in the ground, um, falling probably about 30 or so feet further than uh, you guys were back along the trail. Uh, he's trenching, he's trenching. He's trenching, so, he's trenching. So how far away from us would, would he be now? After He'd be he... about, uh, I'll say 30 feet back from all of you guys. Yes, that's, that's, perfect. that's a perfect oh, amount nice. that we needed. Okay. Edward is uh, giving thumbs up to Abenthi. Abenthi, would you like to do anything else with your uh, As a bonus action, I will billow my cloak. <laughs> uh, so you guys I turn st- to Abenthi and see a really cool pose as I, as I just <laughs> with Dove Cape billowing exactly in the background. He's Very so nice. cool. Uh, and then yeah, I'm uh, I'm done. Other than that, I didn't get a cast of my spell because I had to like do other things. But nice. yeah, we're good. Uh, this will take us to Enduskville's turn. Uh, you guys watch. Uh, are you here in the sky? Oh. This 
echoing roar uh, come from the heavens. And Ooh. it's hard to tell because he's thousands of feet in the air, but he does seem like he's getting closer as he's just like, ha- like Peregrine Falcon, like hawk diving down to you guys. Just, you know, uh, it will take him several turns to get down to you guys because that's the nature of it. He can only fall like 300 feet at a time or something like that. Yeah. Can you can you notify me when he is within? I will 200? say five turns. He'll be here. Can you Whoa. notify me when he is in is within 240 feet? Okay. 240 feet. That would be four, yeah. three more turns, three more rounds from now. Sounds good. Um, but I will try and keep track of that. Uh, this I, will take us yeah. to Cather's turn. Great. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to keep track of... of, of uh... You're not Leshka, you're Cather. Turn. Um, <laughs> Cather is going to uh, be- begin to approach uh, v- Vareem Rysir, mm-hmm. and he's going to pull out... Uh, the Iron Bands of Binding. Okay. Sounds good. Does that is work that on weird, things that are that is big? That, yeah, is that the weird, like, spider ball? The, like, yeah, the let, me, let, me, let me double check. Let me double check what it says. Uh, thank you, everybody, for watching the Paper Dungeon. Cue the elevator music. The uh, no, it's huge. Huge or smaller. These are not huge. Uh, that's a shame. Uh, okay, well, that makes my turn a little easier then. I'm Kath is just gonna rush up to him and You said huge or smaller? Huge or smaller. He is technically a huge dragon. He is a huge dragon. Ooh. Okay. Also, uh falling speed is on is normally five hundred feet per round. Does that change anything? I mean, is he uh, falling or is he flying? No no no. Well, and Duskfell is basically falling. Um And typically you'd say like that's max speed of someone who's like in full you know, full mm-hmm. spread out skydiving. So this guy's like diving for it. It'd technically even be faster, but well, actually it wouldn't be faster because of whatever the freaking velocity. Terminal velocity. Yeah. Terminal velocity. Thank you. Uh, but we'll say four rounds uh, then. So in two more rounds, uh, okay. he will be around. Okay. Um, I will. Okay. So that, that will mean as my hasted action, I'm going to use the ob- I'm going to use the use an object action to uh, pull up my iron bands binding and uh, throw them at him. Okay. Um. Ooh. Okay. Uh, you. Yeah. This is like Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pokemon. Chuck the iron bands. What does he have to do? Uh, he currently has to do nothing. I have to make I have to make an attack roll. Okay. You just miss. You spike it into the dirt. That would make me so sad. <laughs> it just flies above him. Okay. Yeah. That's like a, a squirrel. Uh, yes, I think it's a bird. It's, it's a like ginger. 20, Have you seen the, the like baseball pitch? 22 to hit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that will hit. Okay. Uh, so Cather uh, whispers into the bands as he then throws it, and the bands expand outward like a net and latch onto him and wrap around him and he is restrained okay um and uh, until i can i can choose to release it if i want to i'm not going to do that Mm -hmm. right now uh Mm -hmm. and then the creature uh so it is restrained and can use an action to make a dc 20 strength check to break the iron bands Mm -hmm. um but that's on his turn 
So yep. he's now restrained. That's pretty good. And Cather's <laughs> going to run up and attack him twice. Yeah. What? Beautiful. Cool. Um, and I'm going to double check what restrained does. Well, he's restrained also re reduces his uh, speed to zero. Um, and it can't benefit from any bonuses to its speed. The attack rolls against the creature have advantage, and the creature's attack rolls have disadvantage, and the creature has disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. Yeah, there you go. And he's also prone, so you've got so much advantage. Yeah, and he, he, you got lots of things. Yeah. Um, I could, I can remember if, rest, if restrained or stunned made like stuff auto create. I'm pretty sure it's stunned that does that. It's stunned. Yeah. Stunned stun stun is, stun is, is, is nasty. Stunned is nasty. Yeah. You don't I want it. I think it's, I think it's paralyzed that is the auto crit. I think stun just means that you can't like do anything. Uh, yeah, paralyzed is the one that it auto crits and then stunned things just have advantage. Yeah, and you just and you like can't perform actions or move. Yeah. Um, or like okay. say words. I rolled real bad. So uh Kath is gonna use a charge on his on his uh fate reforged. Okay. Uh, and so instead of a three on die, that's going to be a 13 plus 14 is a 27 to hit. Okay, that'll hit. Um, and he'll he'll pump a divine smite into this. Yeah, at, you're, you're, this is one of the few times you'll be able to hit him. Do second it. Second level. Blitz him down. Uh... Thunder. Welcome everybody uh, <laughs> to, to the point where we watch Drew add. Oh yeah, this happens. This happens every combat. It's a, it's a good time though because we like when he adds yeah. dice because it means well, the damage lets, is gonna happen. Yeah, and it lets us talk. You know, really get some welcome to guys night vibes. Uh, yeah, the boys. How are you guys feeling tonight? Oh, I'm feeling man. great. I it's you been know so I, nice. I took a nap before stream. Uh, forty-one points it. of damage on that first attack. DM. Nice. We just gotta blitz this dragon down so hard. So hard. Yeah, watch when watch when we're too good. And it's just like, well that was fun. Well that was just easy. Then you then DJ just has Grandma Tevut show up late and then we have to fight the fourth dragon. Right. <gasps> I like it. <laughs> and then like second attack. Yep. Strike them Count down. Those uh, that's gonna be a twenty-nine to hit DM. Twenty-nine hits. Shadow facts. I remember the days kill, when Cather couldn't hit anything, and then we fixed him, and it sucks. Well, no, it's not. You f we didn't fix him. We just he now has magic items that give him ridiculous pluses. So some said, yeah. some said he was unfixable, but DJ uh, said, and then I'm like a girlfriend who's uh, like, I can fix him, you know. I I just I can't um, fix him. so you're like Cather's girlfriend, DJ. That's a little. Weird. I am Cather's girlfriend. Here I have will. so far played every one of Cather's girlfriends. He'll put a. Uh, third level divine smite into this as well. Except Melora. Well, I guess you did, Kevin. No, he's uh, he's played. Melora I, I have played times. Melora. That is true. It was actually dead broke anymore. Up, I forget about that. The only reason they broke up is because she was dead. Why? So, ooh, that's T. And now his other girlfriend is trapped. So Where basically, the lesson of this story is to never date Cather. Cather is like a curse. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so I love the fact they were making Drew laugh while he's trying to do math. <laughs> I, he's dating a god. I'm blanking out what so hard. Mean? What's 39 plus 8? 39 uh, plus 8 is 47. 47, thank you. 47 points of damage on the second attack. Good job. Nice. Oh my goodness, you guys destroyed me. 
while you destroy that dragon. Um, you rush up to Varim Rysir, pulling out your sword uh, and intentionally slicing around uh, his body, intentionally missing the bindings that now strap his wings down and his arms in. As you do, you hear him grunting and growling as his muscles ripple beneath the bindings, clearly on the verge of breaking free. I want to break, break free. free. Would you like to do anything else with your turn? Um, no. Nice. Nice. At the end of your turn, um, he's going to do a legendary action. Uh, oh, no. No, not the legendary action. And you watch as he kind of, he can't really move. So you see his eyes shift up towards the tree that was knocked over um and his eyes flash blue for a second and the tree glows ever so slightly before levitating and <sighs> hurling towards you cather two questions that's so sick yeah is this a spell first of all no okay it's okay. a telekinetic fling great hmm. i've been you on a have few one of telekinetic those. flings yeah. in my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh i will need uh cather i will need you to make a a dexterity saving throw. Cather's okay. greatest skill. Cather does like a back handspring and then three backflips out of the way of this tree. Cather is about to pull a groove from Despicable Me. He's going to like that will be the missile. In, uh, <laughs> oh, uh, hold on. Sorry. He's going to like run on it for a couple of steps. He just <laughs> does a muscle up on an above tree branch. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Right out of there. Like a I do appreciate that every uh, superhero is a world-class gymnast. 18 yeah. to save, DM. Okay. You are just going to fail, unfortunately. You blow it. I, hey, guys, oh, I, I, I tried my hardest. It's because you didn't eat I, enough I, breakfast. I'm sorry, I told I you, a, man. Look, I rolled a 16 on die. Like, there's nothing more I can do. <laughs> like, no, no, what no. more do you want from me? Cather, Cather didn't fail to dodge. He chose not to dodge. That's he, right. He, he, just, he just leaned in the, in, into the tree. Cather's off his gonna free split. workout. He said it was affecting his sleep, but you we all take, know that uh, it's affecting his performance. Oh, I'm sorry. It's 96, not 66. Let me grab a few oh, more of those bad boys. 96. Oh, my goodness. Dragons are strong, oh, dude's guys. throwing a fireball at me. A, a fourth level fireball, too. It's actually a tree. You no one's laughing. 30 points of bludgeoning damage uh, <laughs> as this tree crashes into you. Um, okay. It's going to push through idiot. It's going to push you back a little bit. You're not like prone or incapacitated or anything like that, but you are out of melee range now. You're probably about 15 feet back from him. Okay. Uh, that was legendary action. That, that will take us. Quite, uh, that doesn't count as a, as an attack, correct? It's just it's no an ability. Yeah, it's just a thing. I, I'm just making sure. Yeah, Got no, it. no sentinel for you, loser. Well, it wouldn't be sentinel. It'd be my blood fury tattoo. But yes, no blood fury tattoo for you, loser. <laughs> 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 I like uh, this. Will take us to Edward. Let's go. Edward. Edward, you are 30 feet from Vareem Rice here. Yeah, you you rip into that cliff bar. I rip into it. I put away the wrapper in my pack because I'm not a litterer. Puts hey, his pack Edward. back on. <clears throat> this man is still restrained, right? Yeah, he's locked up in some big old bindings. Okay. Edward will saunter over 
he'll he'll point at him and he'll he'll look him over and I'm going to true strike. Can't oh that's a cantrip, right? That's not a bonus yes. action, is it? Is it is a cantrip. It's not, it's not a bonus action though. No, it's not. No. That would be my entire. Well, and, well, and you're you already have advantage, Grant. Yeah, I already have advantage. I already actually I realized that in my head already. <gasps> Edward walks over, points at him, realizes that this is gonna be easy, and he doesn't have to think about it. And he'll walk up with this rapier, at the most um, theoretically best spot to strike a dragon. Plunge with the heart. He's gonna say. Ultima, and his rapier will appear in his hand, and he is going to try to, he's going to try to drive this thing deep into this thing's back meat. Nice, dude. You have advantage on the attack. Right in the flank. Right in the flank. Right in the flank. Twenty-one. That will hit. Let's go. Let's go. Can I get our our in chat? Some our hours. That's a D10. That's a D10. That's a D10. D8. Let's go. Six plus seven is thirteen, right? Yes. That's thirteen damage. Except because of my feature, I think it's called. Uh, 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 um, for some reason, I get plus two to melee attacks when I have a a a, a weapon. A specific weapon because you have. Does anyone know what I'm talking it, about? It's because you're fighting uh, style. You're dueling. dueling. Duelist. Yeah. yeah. Yes, dueling. So I should have a plus two to that. I don't know you if D and D Beyond automatically adds that. That's okay. Fifteen. I have a question Oops. for you. Uh, all right, what level of fighter are you? Ten. I am level ten fighter. Okay, sweet. Yeah. So it does count. So that'd be fifteen, right? Yes. Fifteen. Okay, sweet. And then I will do the extra attack. Of course, I'll just do the same thing. I'll stab him again, feeling Stabby stab. feeling really invigorated by that cliff bar. <laughs> uh, and I have advantage. Gave him life. Oh, that's even better. That's even better. 27. 27 oh, points man. of he... damage? No, 27 to hit. To hit. To yes. Hit. Yeah. yeah. And then that will be, oh, that's max damage. 8 plus 7, 15 plus 2, 17 damage DM. 32 points and of damage. as a bonus action... Um, Edward will say, your arrogance will be your fall. You're already on our level. And, um, nice. that will be the uncutting, or wait, what's it called? Cutting words? words? <laughs> Unsettling words. Yeah. Uncutting uh, and so, words. uh, let me roll a bardic inspiration die, 1d8, and he will have to subtract that to his next saving throw it makes before nice. the start of my next turn. Nice. Also, is it specifically you... saving throw? Yes. Yeah. Okay. If you if you are a tenth level uh, fighter as an eldritch knight, uh, let it be known that the next spell that you cast against that creature until the end of your next turn it has a disadvantage on. Cool. Awesome. That's so fire. And also, uh, Grant, you were right about thinking about how your cantrip works. Uh, you have war magic, so if you use your action to cast a cantrip, you can make a weapon attack as a bonus action. Oh, let's go! Somehow I'm right. Um, Man, but I didn't need it. So. Showing up. That's a four. It's not that impressive, but he will have to subtract four from his next saving throw before my next turn. Yes. Thank you very much, DM. I am done with my turn. Actually, I'll back up because he can't react and attack me, right? Nope. Well, I guess I was 30 feet away. So well, he would mind. have disadvantage from his, uh, because he has. Uh, I'll just stay where I am then. Yeah. No moving. Thank you very much. That's my turn. Yeah. 
Uh, very nice. Yeah, you go up. You go a couple of nice piercing stabs into uh, the back, uh, kind of between the wings, that sensitive part of his back, kind of finding a, a soft spot between the different colored scales. Um, this will take us to Lada's turn. Nobody's hurt at the moment. Cather's hurt. No, Cather's hurt. She's going to give you a, a D10 of, of health. Let's go, Lada. It's seven HP. Yay. That's not bad. That is not bad. Now you took ninety-six, but that's not bad. Well, okay, but ninety-six. That was. But the thing is, I took thirty points of damage, so she almost healed me one third of the damage I that's that I bad. took. That's you know? not bad. It's not. It's not horrible. Not that's horrible. Not horrible. Uh, it will, this will take us over to Kiyomura's turn. Kiyomura is going to rush up. Yeah, Kiyomura. boy. Kareem Rysier, uh spinning his three-part staff and go crack once crack twice unleashing a couple of um of divine hey, hey dj whatever they're called divine spike. My goodness. you know dj Thank you know be really funny is if you uh. crit on like both of these attacks and then just kill your and kill just kill the dragon real fast well that was a natural two on the first attack well it's a good thing he has advantage okay so um pull up cather's character sheet it's plus 14. this is how i cheat with Kimura, where Catherine and Kimura have the same stats. <laughs> no, no, no. That's called resources. That's resources. This is a free online resource that I have access to. Uh, <clears throat> that's a plus 14, so that's going to hit. Uh, I need d8s. Okay. And then uh, Divine Smite at second level is 46 48 uh it's definitely d8s and you said at what level is it uh it's d8s and it's at um it's at, at second, second level second level would be 3d8 3d8 because it's 2d8 at first and i think you max out at five okay it's gonna deal a little bit i believe it was 34 damage Nice, nice. Very nice, serious. Not having a great round of combat. <laughs> That's good. That was the goal. <laughs> uh, second attack. Let's hope every Ooh, round nice. is bad for Vermeer. 31 to hit. Ooh, nice, nice. Nice. Okay, so that's 65, 32, another 38 uh, points of damage. Nice. Okay, um, not a grand old time. That will be Kimura's turn as he comes in and does a couple of cracks across uh, Vareem Rysir. This does take us to Vareem's turn. Uh, he will use his action to bust out of these manacles. I assume. Mm-hmm. It was a, a what strength check, Drew? It is, is D, uh, 20 strength check. Is it athletics? 20? No, it's just strength. It's not it's athletics. Strength. It's not a saving throw. It's just, it's just a strength check. So it's just okay, whatever that's... whatever strength bonus is. He's going to get a 22, so he'll bust out of it. Hey, you guys hey, all like are close to him? Edward, I would recommend trying to silvery barbs just to see if he gets low. That's such a good idea. Silvery barbs. Edward. Silvery barbs. The, the only, uh, the only reason I really am pushing it is because if he fails, he's stuck here. 
he can't uh, yeah. try to save. Say, oh, you're so uh, right. Legendary you're so Resistance right. is specifically for saving yeah, throws. No, I can't yeah. do that. You're right. Yeah, that's okay. that's that's why I'm wanting to use these bands of fighting. Yes, reroll so the d20. Use the lower roll. Okay. Uh, the first roll was the lower roll, so it'll still be a 22. Oh, ah, it was a 16 and a 17. Worth Sorry, the tries. Worth it, the was, tries. Was, it was a good. It was a good attempt, boys. You guys, uh, especially you, Edward, since you're like on top of him, piercing the backside of him, uh, he ripples with muscle as the the metal iron bands begin to strain against his strength before they snap and the rivets pop, and all of a sudden he busts out of these restraints. Uh, he then will use a bonus action to do a psychic step, and he's going to teleport 60 feet into the air. Boo, coward. Uh, Edward will give Cather um, advantage on the next attack roll ability check or saving throw he Thanks, makes buddy. within one minute. Just not that I'm saying you can't do that. How do you do that? It's silver uh, barbs. It's an addition. That's part of silver Cool. Yep. Uh, silver barbs, it does everything you would ever want it to do. <laughs> everything yeah, you ever wanted to do. Okay. Um. Yeah, he's up in the air now. Um, there's, but that's where the that's where the mean wizard shot me down. That is. Do you want to try to fly higher? Do you want to see if you can get out of my range? I'm gonna tell you right now, it's gonna be real hard. I can get a hundred and sixty feet away from you. Go for it, dog. Hundred sixty feet. Actually, more than that. No, it's one hundred forty feet. Excuse me. His fly Aaron's speed is like Aaron's. Like get higher, DM. Please. Jeez, Actually, he's not going to do that. Yeah, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's going to psychic step scared. 60 feet over, further back from you guys. So he's now 90 feet from um, oh, uh, Leshka okay. and Abanthi. Um, and 60 Edward feet probably feet. scared him with this cool line. Then he's going to burrow into the ground. Oh. Yeah, you guys watch as he suddenly disappears after busting out of these manacles and appears 60 feet further down the trail, quote unquote, before just like uh, like a sn- I don't even know, you know, like a like a mole. He just digs into the ground and disappears beneath the ground. He has a, mm, he has a digging know. speed. He's got a burrow speed, bro. I didn't I didn't know dragons could dig. Well, that's yeah, that's going to be his turn. Well, that's just rude, DM. Leshka, it's your that turn. Completely ruins everything that I was gonna do. Yeah, suck it. You guys don't get to do 150 points of damage in a round, and then not expect him to not be like, "Yo, that really sucked. Let's not do that again." Bye. Well, I figured he, he would, do. but you can't burrow away. That's just it's rude. Okay, I have I have a way against this. Okay. Actually, question. more than that, you guys did over 200 points of question. damage. Is there just a hole in the ground where he is burrowing it's away? It's a 10 meter hole. Yeah. How how far is Leshka from Abanthi? Leshka from Abanthi is thirty feet. It's thirty feet. Abanthi and Leshka are ninety feet from the hole. Right. Okay. Great. Uh, this is what Abanth- This is what Leshka is going to do. Uh, he's going to ru- he's going to move his thirty feet to get to- next to Leshka, or, or next to Abanthi. Leshka is going to move next to Abanthi. He's gonna he's gonna say, uh, he's gonna he's gonna say, "Are you ready to come along?" Absolutely. And he's going to quicken spell. He's going to use two sorcery points to quicken spell. Thunderclap and flash! Right. And he's going to dimension door to the hole. Okay. Yeah, you step your 90 feet forward. So 
they're like basically just in, inside it. Uh, can they? Can we see the the dude? Uh, no, you can't see him. Uh, it kind of it like curves back, um, so you know that he's somewhere beneath you, but you can't actually like get inside the hole because it goes like straight down and then back. So you'd like slide into the hole. Okay. Fill it with gas. How far? Do, how far, far down do we slide? <laughs> do you guys actually get in the hole? You want to be in the hole. You have no idea how much I want to be in the hole of this dragon. Yes, honestly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you guys slide you know, out twenty feet back. Um, so now you're you're like twenty feet away from him. Okay, and we can see it. You can see fireball. It. Great. Uh, Leshka <laughs> is going to cast Mind Sliver. Let's go. Okay. I love Mind Sliver. Um, actually, mm, actually, no, maybe that's not a good idea. Never mind. Because I want I want Abanthi to get that minus four bonus on a spell. Uh huh. From from Edward. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I plan for this so that the magic people can do fun things. So here's what here's what he's gonna do. He's just gonna throw he's just gonna throw a fire bolt at him. Okay. <laughs> A little. <laughs> uh, that's a twenty-three to hit. That will hit. It would look pretty darn cool in the tunnel, though. The little fire going down the tunnel, lighting up the way as it goes. Does Hitting look up very this cool. Giant dragon just puffing on his skin. Like uh, that's twenty-six cigarette. points of fire damage, DM. And uh, I mean that's that's Lesher's turn. Okay. Wow, nice Lushka. Um, he's gonna take a legendary action. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. <laughs> um. Yeah, I can't really throw trees in here. No, he's gonna teleport again. Ooh. What a bug! This silly dragon, man. Yeah, he'll, he'll use the legendary action. Um, gotta go back because you can't just teleport into a random place. I love how we're making this dragon be go. Oh crap! Oh crap! It's like this is this is Sapphire Dragon. He's the prince of the dragons, and he's like, oh shoot! Oh shoot! I got. That's literally what's happening. You guys showed up and you bound him and then kicked the snot out of him, and now he's trying to figure out how to wait for his backup to come on. He's like, is this the faded fate's gambit I've heard of? It's so good because it's like. It's the exact same like visual as when you walk outside and you're like doo, 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 and then like a swarm of wasps appears and you're like yeah. oh, oh, ah, 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 ah. I just I just I just realized that it's possible we've like killed his family members. I mean Eventually. we like might he work. might he might have some hey, beef with us already. He's killed so many people's family members. He can that's get over it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, he, was he teleports for 60 it. feet back, so now he's um, 40 feet from you, Abinthi. Uh Still on the uh -huh. ground or in the is sky? He, is he in the hole? He's not in the hole. So it's like, here's the ground level, and they, you guys, like, the hole kind of went like this. Yeah. He's now back on the surface 60 feet this way, oh, which okay. would be about 40 feet from where you guys, because you were 20 feet back behind him. So he's back on the surface. Yeah. Um, 
just having a grand old time. Just, just I love freaking how, out, man. I, I love how we see him dive into the earth. We see Avanthian and, and Leshka go after him. Like, hup, 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 into the into the little hole, and then we just see him like back into existence. Just, like, just, oh. You see, you see a small burst of, of like light from emitting from the hole, and then he just appears back. Appears. It's like, oh no. Now yeah, he's not having a great a time. And there's a dragon at the at the mouth of it. Um. That will be the end of Leshka's turn, correct? Yeah, you. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, he did his he did his thing after Legendary Leshka's action, turn. So, yeah. All right, that takes us to the top of the round, Avanthi. Yeah, yeah, it's me. He's forty feet up. Figure out. You can't currently see him because you're like twenty feet underground. All right, I'm gonna move twenty feet out the hole. Okay, <laughs> perfect. Um, that will Good. use all of your movement because it's gonna be like like it's rough terrain. Up. That's fine. Uh, can I see him? Yes. Uh, I'm going to uh, just in the most in the most attempt to be very concerning uh, to the enemy. Uh, I'm I'm just going to walk out, and it's look it's going to look like I'm not even going to cast a spell. I'm just going to say Varim Rysir, and I'm going to cast a uh, Raylathim Psychic Lance. Uh, and oh my God. it doesn't oh, matter yeah. if I can uh-huh. see him. So I say it as I'm like coming out of the tunnel because I don't you, need to. You see haven't, him. you haven't even like got up out of the tunnel. He hears it echo through the tunnel and just sees your eyes poking up before this psychic lance crashes into his skull. How much damage? I mean, you got to do the thing. Like, what do you get? Yeah. It do I got uh, a save? You will need to make an intelligence save. Okay. And subtract four from it because of Edward. Oh, that sucks. Minus four. Minus four. It's going to come in clutch. We're going to win. That would be 16. That's not anywhere near enough. Yeah, I know. Uh, I am going to upcast it. Upcast. Upcast. I'm going to upcast it to sixth level. I'm going to upcast it to eighth. Oh. Oh. Oh, he's going um, in. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You're casting an 8th so level spell. That'll that'll add an extra 4d6. And nice. I think that's the that's the amount that I need. You know, I was really hoping uh, one of us yeah. would have psychic lance because I literally was thinking so, about something. So that'll be 11d6. 11d6. 11. He's in double yeah, dude. digits. Dude, psychic lance is no joke. Uh, let me, let me this find. is no, it's really bad. Not good for you or not good for us. Give him a taste of his own medicine. Because keep in mind, DM, we still have three other dragons we have to fight. That's true. We're burning up our abilities here. Okay, it's 12. He didn't even cast any of his spells. <laughs> he didn't even do anything. He's only had one turn. <laughs> And one one turn that he used uh, to run away. Pretty low. It'll only be thirty five damage. Nice. I, I rolled a lot of ones and threes. That's unfortunate. Um, but he is uh, incapacitated until the start of the start of my next turn. Oh boy! Can't take actions or reactions. Yeah. Huh. That sucks. But yeah. It's, Does that it's include legendary up, actions? Huh? Yeah. Uh, well. It's not technically a reaction, but I would include it in incapacitate. Yeah. Like if you can't well, react. I mean, I, I think the idea is that because you, you also can't use bonus actions, so I think that yeah. if it yeah. says like action in the word, yeah, yeah, but it says like, actions. Yeah, it's plural. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I'm just I'm just gonna walk out and I'm gonna I'm gonna wink over at uh, uh, 
Leshka, because this is kind of his jam. The whole yeah. psychic yeah. stuff. Yeah, Leshka, Leshka kind of like like psychically feels the magic you're casting slightly before you cast it. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, and then, yeah. Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, Varim here as he like teleports away, he like takes two steps before he literally like crumples to the ground as you guys watch him like veer to the side from this massive. Um, what would be uh, this blow to the head, but you don't see any blow. It's just, it's very psychic. He just starts uh, bleeding out the nose. Uh, and, um, and as I say, walk out and he looks at me, I guess just go. I, no, 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 no. <laughs> Leshka will say, very well done, Abathy. I've been trying to master that spell myself. Oh, it took a little bit of work. <laughs> I, I love, love Abathy's humble brags. Yeah. <laughs> what uh, does this look like from the surface? We see this dragon pop into existence. You see him take two steps after he pops into existence and then just goes <laughs> as he like it seems it literally looks as if someone took a club to his head, but there's no club. It's just his reaction to it. What in the world? Yeah. He is being tormented right this now. This boy is yeah. not having a good time right now. Also, one more round. Yeah, uh, this will be on Duskfell's uh, turn, and so he's getting alarmingly close. Yeah, alarmingly so two, flat. Yeah, fast. So two, you're like, you oh guys no. look up to check on him, and he's way closer than you thought he'd be. And so, t in two more rounds, he's going to be caught up to us. Uh, so we got a janitor this guy quick. It, yeah, it was an extra 100 feet than DJ thought that. Well, 200 feet than DJ thought it was. So yep. on on my next turn, uh, he is within uh, 240 feet. Yes, on the next turn he'd be within two hundred. Well, he is within two hundred forty. He is within. Yeah. So on my next turn, I'm gonna have to do something. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, this I, will take I, us to Cather's turn. Cather. Uh, he was. So he, teleport sixty feet. World. So he's a hundred feet away from you. Very nice here. No, he just kept, he just kept Don't booking. For, like just, yeah, he just kept booking. He's trying to get out of here. Yeah. He he didn't he didn't go because originally I thought he like he like went oh like further away and then came back. Yeah, well, it was like this. It was like he he like landed here, uh -huh. and then uh, busted out, and uh -huh. then he teleported sixty feet back, and uh -huh. then burrowed twenty feet forward, and then uh -huh. teleported another sixty feet back. Yeah, back that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay, so he's a hundred feet away from me. Dandy. Well, <laughs> he's like. <laughs> okay. You have, you have. Don't you have the haste stuff on you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't you have like he's a fast boy? So you can definitely Kath catch up to him. Yeah. What Cather's gonna do is he's gonna run sixty feet. With his with his movement, because his movement has doubled, and then he's going to dash with his hasted action to uh, close the rest of the forty feet distance. Yep. And uh, then he's gonna he's gonna use your infinite amount of bonus actions. Well, I, he doesn't. Ha I only have one bonus action. I just have a lot of things that don't require bonus actions. That's that's just what I'm saying. Is you're out of actions. So. Oh yeah yeah. yeah. You just, you gotta use your bonus action. Well, no, I still have my main action. I only use my yeah. movement and my hasted action. Yeah, so now he has his regular Because mm, he took that speed potion, Turns out, right? haste, yeah. good spell. Yeah, because my my, <laughs> ba my base really movement is, is 60 feet right now, so. Uh, so yeah, That's I'm just gonna nasty. run up, I'm just gonna run up it and attack nasty. him twice. You guys are being really mean. Could you no. imagine seeing Cather, an absolute unit in full metal armor, and just, 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 just through the trees? Yeah, Snapping branches as he runs through the forest. He just runs through a full tree. Like, just leaving like, like his bodied outline. <laughs> From above, you can just see like this, like parting the Red Sea as he as and, he runs. And he's looking. He definitely has uh, like the 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 trails coming off of him, like the wind yeah. trails that jets have. You know, he's looking Absolutely. and he's looking pretty not okay, right? 
a sonic he's boom. definitely not looking great <laughs> yeah. Bryce here does not look okay <laughs> he's definitely having a really rough time <laughs> it's a really it's been a really hard morning uh he's he he's, was he's asking his for friend. this bro he was expecting it to be a four-on-one fight not a seven-on-one fight <laughs> And okay. it was the other way around. Four uh, dragons on one Leshka. Now it's seven wizards and paladins and heroes on <laughs> one adult dragon. Maybe he shouldn't be involved in the ending of the world. Uh, okay, so if, if you if you look if you actually calculate the difficulty of this fight, it's a <laughs> mediocre fight. I would I would I would attack him though. Yeah. The, this specific singular dragon mediocre. If you add the other two. That's a 31 to hit, DM. That hits. I'm going to Divine Smite. Okay. At, you get advantage too, by the way. Yes, that was with advantage. I'm going to Divine Smite at second level. And then I'm also, also, also going to pump in a point of my Blood Fear tattoo. To add okay. 46 damage. <laughs> I, will, I will also state... We are using a lot of resources hey, on just like, say, the first fight. Is, just I'm actually, actually doing pretty okay right now on resources. But yeah, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing, but like this, like yes, it may be a mediocre fight. But in order to make a mediocre fight, we We're have using to use, like, like all of our stuff. An eighth level spell, like we've used like four uh, divine smites from Cather, two from uh, Gosh dang, Kiyomura. Kiyomura. Yeah, We're yeah. gonna get to the last dragon naked and afraid. <laughs> <laughs> we're just Out gonna be hitting them with sticks. Yeah. Just we're gonna be throwing cliff bars. <laughs> Maybe they'll choke on it. <laughs> Maybe we'll get lucky and the last dragon will have a peanut allergy. <laughs> That's so how they really get them. Absolutely. They don't I'm like gonna make an adventurer who's famous for killing this dragon who actually was like he showed up in the lair and agreed to like be its servant so that he didn't get killed and just accidentally fed him a peanut based soup. And he happened yeah. to have a peanut allergy, and now he's this revered hero for killing this dragon, even though it was a total accident. That's I'm my taking life. notes. If we I take everything together. that dragons could possibly be allergic to and put it in a soup and like dump it over them, there's a okay. okay we have a shot. So They'll get a rash. Fifty-two maybe. points That's of fine. damage. Okay. Plus the forty-six. Uh, that that include that's including that. It's four d six. Oh, I see. That's good. Yeah. I thought it was not forty six. Yeah, not forty six. <laughs> no, just forty six. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, the prince of the dragons. Uh, and then I'm gonna make my second attack. That DM okay. life, bro. Also, I do heal a little bit because I use my blood for your tattoo. Oh, nice. Just a little regen sparkles around Catherine. Rise. Okay, that's a twenty five to hit. That that will hit. Okay, we're in divine smite again. This time only at first level. I told you we're we're running out of gas because I'm so, trying to conserve a little bit of juice here, boys. Um, so you admit that Kyler is juicy. Uh huh. Just because you have three more dragons to fight, uh huh. I will tell you he's already dead. Oh, he's already dead. Yeah. Oh, like before I, before the second attack. Before the second attack, oh, he had thirty five. Nice oh, I see. Okay, well then I do I it anyway. I don't attack him. Point. Like yeah, the this is this is watching, to send a message. That's uh, right. Okay. But yeah, he is reeling from this psychic attack uh, off balance uh, when you all of a sudden show up beneath him. And how would you like to kill him? Do you just like uh, 
so, him through what you want to do, my friend. As so, as Cather, the Flash, the fastest <laughs> elf alive, is running. Fastest elf alive. Uh, he slides underneath him, just holding up the blade, uh, just slicing under his belly all the way up to his neck before standing up, and the visage of a of an emerald elk appears behind him as he raises his blade and 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 thrusts it down with the force with his spectral elk behind him kind of reaching down too as he chops off his head let's go you all watch as Vareem reeling from this psychic attack regains his composure before all of a sudden there's a flash of light you hear the scraping of metal against the scales as the underside of Vareem Rysir splits open and blood gushes out there's then a moment of silence before this spectral elf. You guys can't see Cather, he's too small. He's hidden by Varim Rysir, but you see this spectral secondary elf come down. Elk, not elf, with, sorry, elk. I'm sorry, I, I didn't say that correctly. This spectral elk uh, rear up and come down, crashing down on uh, the neck of Varim Rysir, uh, severing it from the body as it crashes and falls. And all the rest you watch as Varim Rysir's body stands there motionless for a second before collapsing and in its wake you just see a not even phased not even breathing hard cather wiping the blood off his sword yeah uh as that was he, so as he metal. as he as he walks from the smoke uh he will actually uh place his blade into the ground and uh little plants and mushrooms and flowers will it, grow from the tip of the blade touching the ground towards the body as it begins to decompose um and i'm gonna as his bonus action is i'm gonna recover a spell slot because i can nice. do that. absolutely absolutely <laughs> don't compose it too much we need those materials um <laughs> sapphires are worth a lot of money yeah, yeah i mean it's it's more it's more it's more thematic but yes yeah and uh, his buddy will literally just see his friend De the, the prince of the dragons decomposing before him mm -hmm. in front of the king of fate, Cather mm -hmm. Ebenthrax. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Thrax. He's not the king of fate, all right? He's the herald of destiny and the champion <sighs> of fate, member okay. of the white guard. Get the titles right. Come on. Uh, <laughs> after an, uh, Varim Rysir falls, you hear three individual roars in Ooh. the distance. One very, very close, very deafening roar. Two in the background as these other dragons are racing towards you guys. Uh, hey, DM, with my last 20 feet of movement, mm -hmm. could I just move to a nearby tree? Just go hide behind a tree. <laughs> yeah, like, Cather, like, stands proudly in his hero moment, hears the three roars, and he's like, mm, Yeah, you know I'm not gonna deal with that. <laughs> with that being said, with uh, Varim Rysir falling, I think we'll actually go ahead and end right here. I know it's a little bit earlier no than normal uh, since we've been doing the three and a half hour episodes and this is still early for that. But uh, three more dragons is another like at least two hours of that combat. Is, that is that is and I don't want to get like true. two rounds into fighting and Duskfell and then have to deal with cutting it off. So I'm going to I was wondering what your plan was. I was very excited. I was too. I was <laughs> look, I bet I literally then the whole next episode could be the whole next episode fight. very well could be this upcoming I, fight. This might Especially be some since you're probably not Go gonna ahead. be fighting them one at a time for a while. It's gonna be like you fight on Duskville for like a round and then the rest of them are gonna catch up. 
that makes sense. This might be some of the like most engaging combat, DJ. It was flipping great. Very good. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Thank this you whole so much. Fun. Felt very artful and thematic, and very you guys well did put. great. I, I really enjoyed chatters as well. The uh, the freedom that you guys took with some of the things it was it was really cool to see you be created that thank way. Thank you for letting us have that freedom, Absolutely. DM. You did a Absolutely. very good job in in encouraging and allowing the story to flow naturally and smoothly. I we are just here right now, man. man. We should be professional. We're we're so right. good at this, guys. Yeah, guys. We're okay. Okay, clearly okay. experts. <laughs> Uh, with all that being said, thank you guys so much for watching. We appreciate you guys. We hope that you enjoyed uh, this episode. Come back for episode 101. Uh, I do think it's very fitting that episode 101 is a dragon fight. That's that's kind of funny. That's classic for this campaign. Dragon fighting 101. Dragon fighting 101. Uh, okay. Single him out and then crushes spirit. <laughs> that poor thank dragon. That poor dragon. Absolutely. I really did not expect him to die so fast i'm gonna be honest I, normally I it would have been great except for the fact that you guys separate him from his friends and then you just went all in on him and he only gets one turn versus but, seven people but uh can we have well. can we have an honorary moment of silence for the iron bands of binding that are now destroyed yeah no those things are busted they're gone <sighs> yeah they, hey, they did good work they did those those bands did god's work i mean honestly i did bands Got you guys to the BBEG. They told you who Wisteria Veil was, and they helped you kill the Prince of the Dragons. Yeah, dude. That's just two major feats that they've done recently. Yeah, we're gonna have we're to gonna give it a bear service. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Send it out on a ship. Send a flaming arrow to it. Yeah, Viking burial. That's yeah, right. we just sp after the dragon fight, we just spend like an hour collecting the shards and buckets. Yeah, we're just we're just weeping. <laughs> with all that being said thank you guys so much for watching we'll be back next week come back next week come back on thursday for the table scraps that should be a good one and i will be awake for it yeah. uh but yeah thank you guys so much for watching we love you guys we thank you for your continued support of us um it means a lot we really do appreciate it uh, and we hope that you guys have a great rest of your night and a great rest of your week good luck Let's and go. godspeed dungeoneers we will see you next time Woo, yeah Thank you for watching the Paper Dungeon Podcast. For more content, check out our YouTube, Twitch, and TikTok at The Paper Dungeon, or check out our socials on Instagram and Twitter. For fun D&D talk and updates on the show, check out our Discord. With all that said, good luck and Godspeed. We'll see you next time, Dungeoneers.